Welcome to Out of Bounds. We're here for the week three NFL recap. Um, there's been a bunch of interesting games going on. Um, after three weeks, there's only two teams that are undefeated, actually. Uh, the Eagles and the Dolphins. Um, I, I guess it just kind of speaks to like the parity of the league, that there's only two undefeated teams after week three, which sounds like really, really low. Uh, but yeah, do you have any thoughts on the uh, parity of the league right now? Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying the parody. That's why I've been really excited for football this year. Like, it seems more balanced. And I think maybe we were, like, overhyping the AFC and maybe underwriting the NFC, to be honest, because, like, it's looking more balanced than we thought initially. Yeah, especially, like, the AFC West. Like, we talked about it in the preview that, like, this looks like some, like, very daunting division that'll, like, be very hard to play. And I still think, like, that holds true to, like, an extent. But, like, a lot of teams there have just underperformed. Like, actually all the teams to some extent, I guess I would say. I mean, I, I, I think my take on this is this. Like, this is why I was so mad about the Chiefs, like, messing up the dynasty. It's because, okay, like, you had Terry Hill, you let him walk away. But it's not, okay, like, going into the season, we're like, okay, AFC West should be really, really good. But then I guess we, forget to, we forgot to factor, like, how bad these franchises really are. Like, yeah, the talent is there, right? But, like, as a franchise, like, it doesn't matter, like, the, the talent is there. If you're just a poorly run organization, then, like, it's going to falter. Like, the Chargers are basically, like, the Clippers of, like, the NFL. They just have bad luck go against them. The Raiders, I don't even yeah, need to Yeah, this year uh, they have so many injuries, dude. Like, the, I, like, I just see their injury report piling up, and I kind of feel bad. It's not even this year. It was, like, years past. There's just, like, something goes wrong somehow, some way. Like, they just get really bad luck in end of games or something. Like, like, when do you ever hear about a quarterback having his lung punctured by a doctor? That's insane. It's yeah, almost, that is it's, insane. It's almost like hearing about a head coach having sex inside an organization. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, um, and, 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 like, the Raiders, I don't even need to get into the Raiders. If you ask any Raider yeah. fan, you, they, you could, they could just tell you, like, how much torture they've been through. And the Broncos, besides, like, two... And besides the Bron- and then the Fron- Broncos, besides like two Super Bowl years being carried by like a Hall of Famer and like a good defense, they've always just picked bad coaching in the last decade and a half. Because even like they had Josh McDaniels before Peyton Manning, and we saw yeah, who is it like, now? Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, right? Yeah, and he's like he's. I don't think he's gonna have a job by week six. This is insane. He's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad about it. And, and then like and then like it's funny they had Josh McDaniel. People forget about that. He's in the he's the Raiders head coach now. He's the one who. Oh yeah, Tim, he's so ass as Tim Tebow. He drafted Tim Tebow for them. Like, it's insane. So, like... I think he's yeah. lost his last 10 games as a head coach or something. It's going to be, like, 26 straight. It, so, that's my point. It's just, like, okay, the talent is there, but I guess we just forgot how, like, poorly run these organizations are. So, I guess it makes sense now. Yeah, and, and those are three, like, organizations, like, uh, or teams, uh, like, in the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos that made, like insane off-season additions that like made it seem like oh man like now these guys are going to be real players in the afc and like sometimes like i don't know i think you're right in what you're saying and it also has to do with like team culture as well like sometimes that matters more too and even though you're adding like Devonte adams and like jc jackson and khalil mack or whatever like or uh russell whoever russell yeah russell wilson, wilson yeah sorry <laughs> um but all, like adding all these people like it makes a difference but like i don't know the organization is still the organization and you're right and i don't know 
I think it's a theme we can explore, we'll explore as we go through this week. But like, it also takes time to adjust. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I think a couple of these teams like look like little a little bit bad now. But I think as the season goes on, like they should become like a lot better. Um, it's not like the NBA where you can just like switch teams and like you're the same player and like everything is fine, right? Like, it takes time to build chemistry in the NFL. Um, yeah, remember the Cardinals were eight, started out eight and zero last year or something, and like they barely made the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Steelers started out eleven and zero two years ago, and they became like a three seed and then got demolished in the first round. So like, things change in the season. Didn't you say like both like the last time the Eagles and Dolphins started like three and zero, they finished like seven and nine. Yeah, yeah, and uh, only Vishal acknowledged that message, so you can't even get credit for it, bros. <laughs> All right, bet I still read it, but uh, all right, yeah, let's let's get into the recap. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. <laughs> uh, actually, maybe not this week because Kyle Ash is a little bit down on the games, but this we can start on week. Thursday night. Huh? Right, yeah, I'm just saying this is a boring week. That's just how I feel. I was just, I, like compared to last week, like Simon to last week compared to these games, I'm just it was a struggle to watch the highlights this week. It was really rough. <laughs> okay, so we we can start with the Steelers and Browns. Uh, so the Browns, like after their horrific collapse to the Jets, uh, actually like came out uh, in this one and, and played pretty well. I mean, I know the score was like super close the whole time uh, because like that's just like the Steelers defense, you know, like playing well. But at the end, <clears throat> particularly in, like the second half and at the end of the game, like the Browns just kind of took over. Um, and, and in my opinion, like Jacoby Brissett is like so steady, man. Like he just like does his job. And, like, if you have a team like the Browns, that's, like, all you need, honestly. Yeah, and, and, and what's crazy about all this, like, they could – you can make a case they should be one and two with, like, a uh, like with the with the roughing the passer call that they got lucky on in week one. Or you can make a case they can very easily be 3-0. and oh. If they just recover the onside kick last week, they could be 3-0. and oh. And then, like, let's say you – when Deshaun comes back, you're, like, 6-4, and four, right? Like or seven and three, then you're a perfect position to make the playoffs with Deshaun coming in. So it's kind of like, damn, like as a, being two and one and being three, no, it's gonna like it's gonna make a big how the Ravens are playing too. Yeah, and offensively, like they're starting to do well. Like they're getting Amari Cooper involved. Like David Njoku's like the shell of David Njoku is even like producing. And like if you have your best players producing, like Nick Chubb is like doing Nick Chubb things. Like Kareem Hunt is doing his thing. Like. When you have all like the best players on your offense like firing on all cylinders, like it's pretty hard to stop uh them. And then I, I don't know, like we we've talked about it, but the Steelers offense is just like not very good. Still better than Patriots, but yeah. Yeah. I mean um Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so actually. I, I mean this week changed my opinion, but we will we'll get to that. <clears throat> to start Kenny Pickett, man. Like what is Mitch whatever, he's it's fine, but what end goal are you doing? Like, it's just like you might as yeah. well develop the kid. Like, there's no point. Like, you're gonna keep every game close, but you're, you're gonna, not gonna make the playoffs with this roster, right? And yeah, like, I agree. Like, it's just not worth it. Just let, let the kid develop. Like, what are you trying to win for? It, you know, like it's kind of weird. Nah, they might as well put him in now. I see what you were saying now. Um, I, I would assume they should do it. I think they'll do it at some point of the season, but I don't know. Maybe they still have hope. But I don't know what Mitch Trubisky is giving you that, like, Kenny Pickett can't give. Like, it's not like he's – Mitch Trubisky is playing, like, Jacoby Brissett where he, like, doesn't make mistakes. Um, and, I, and, no, Jacoby's only starting because of the whole suspension issue because Deshaun can't keep his hands to himself. 
Right? Yeah, like, exactly. That's the only yeah. thing. Like we had this whole like discussion last week about backups and where the line drawn. And this is clearly an example of like Trubisky is not adding that much to winning over Kenny Pickett, where like you should keep playing him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and as far um, as the Browns front, I just wanted to say that like it's it's very easy to be Jacoby Brissett and make the throws you have when like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb can carry the ball like that. You know, if they can Yeah, exactly. Go Their offensive line yards, always plays well. Yeah, if they can go off for two hundred yards rushing with like thirty carries, like Jacoby Brissett needs to make like ten good throws a game and he's good. Yeah, he has so much time to do stuff. I think that's like the main thing. And also like that Miles Garrett thing. I guess we'll have to monitor that uh for them. It was like the Cam Newton situation, I think, like six years ago, I think. I think um I don't know, he got in like a car accident, I remember, right? And then like I think he was okay yeah. after that, but it was like it was like similar situation to that. And I know a lot of people were mad. These people that I know were close in the betting world, because I think it was like a under forty or something. So oh like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a fantasy. Yeah, like I thought yeah. it was like an over under. It, it screwed me in fantasy too. <laughs> but like this, someone had like Pittsburgh defense or something, or still Browns defense. Yeah, I, the guy I was playing had Browns defense, uh, and then they just literally they had like one point the whole game, and then the last second they had like a fumble recovery and a touchdown. So it just went from one to ten points at the last it, play of the game. <laughs> it cost you the win. I wasn't even close to winning. My team oh, kind of okay. sucks so in matter. that league. In the other league, I'm fire though. I'm three and zero in my other league. Is this the Camara league with um, Toads? No, no, no. The Camara. No, nah, that one. No, nah, that's the team I sucks. And the, the other one I'm good in is my work league. But Damn the work man. league has like two quarterbacks, so I chose like Justin Herbert and uh, Lamar Jackson with my first two picks. <laughs> Is Vishal, what's Vishal's My, record? Just just out of curiosity. Uh, hold up. Yeah, just keep talking. I'll check on that. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I need to stop caring even though I am the GM of that team. So I need to know how my team is doing. Even though he's coaching, he's been a bad coach. He's. I think he's 2-1. and one. All right. That's not bad. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's um, not that bad, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this game was like, I don't know. How do you feel about the whole uh, Amazon Prime thing? Oh, yeah. I was actually going to ask you that, but I keep forgetting. I, I think it's kind of sucks, bro. Like, it's just weird. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the reason, like, okay, streaming is, like, always, like, okay. Because, like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, the quality is off. And then, like, it's, like, lags behind. Like, it, it only works well if you're, like, lagging behind on the stream. Like, you can never, like, live stream something, like, directly and, like, expect it to be, like, perfect quality and, like, no lag. Like, the only way that happens is if you're watching it, like, like I don't know, 10, 15 seconds behind, like, where the actual stream is. So, I think that's, it's just kind of dumb. Like, they should have added, like, a TV option. Like, I, I don't get why. I think the only reason it makes sense is because Amazon is paying them, like, an insane amount of money for it. That has to be it, bro. Because, like, think about the NFL. Like, why would you not show something on TV and show it only on Amazon Prime? Like, they have to be giving them enough money that, like, showing it on TV doesn't even matter. Which is like an unfathomable amount of money to think about. Yeah, it's a similar issue to what happened in baseball. Cause I, I know, I know you know about Aaron Judge's like record and about to break the record or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, like Friday night's game was being shown on Apple TV Plus, right? So there's a chance that he, it could have been broken. But then because the, the because baseball is making so much money off of Apple TV, same situation with the NFL making so much money off of just Amazon Prime. Like like from like a fans like from a fans perspective, it's like, bro, I don't have Apple TV Plus, I don't have Amazon Prime. How do I watch this? Right. But then yeah. like from their perspective, they're making so much money because these like up and coming streaming services who are like gonna be doing big in a couple of years, right? So like everyone wants to find the new Netflix 
with Netflix going down, what's going to be the next place is going to have the big, big shows or whatever. So now with the implementation of like sports streaming as well, like it's, there's so much money there to be made. Yeah. Prime becomes like more desirable. Yeah. People yeah. probably get it. So watch like Thursday Night Football. I mean, I'm just surprised. Wait, so if you have Prime, like like the actual, like the shipping Prime, right? You get Prime for free, correct? Yeah. It it, yeah. Right? So I, I don't know. I just had, I thought everyone had Prime, just like most of the general public. I don't know. Yeah. That's thought, what I thought too. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not people complain about it. <clears throat> like I think a lot of people, <clears throat> I think a lot of people have it. They just complain about the quality of the stream and shit. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they, they which is true go. for like every single streaming thing, man. Yeah, they gotta complain to Jeff Bezos about that. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. what is the issue with that? They just don't have the right cameras, or like it's just because you're saying it's like no, always a lag. I mean, you can't like live, dude. Cable yeah. is better than live streaming. Like, cable just works better because it runs through like the the ground or whatever. Like, in streaming, it's like trying to do internet connection, and with that, it never works if it's like live streaming, like. Live streaming just has its limitations, man. <laughs> Once they figure out that problem, though, like cable has no chance. I just hope they figure it out one day, because like you know. Yeah, and, 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 I don't know. I mean, eventually, still, I think they will. Yeah, cable's still we'll holding see. strong because of this. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can move on from this boring game. Uh, <laughs> let's go to another boring game. <laughs> the Texans and the Bears. Uh, so the Bears win at the last second, twenty-three twenty. Um. I think Rokon Smith was the one who had the pick to like seal the game or at least yeah. put them in field goal range. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the Texans are like low key. A I mean, they're not good, but like I think they're a team that's like kind of like Aggie to play, just because like their defensive like front seven is like pretty good. Are you saying um, this because you tied with them, or are they actually? I mean, in both in all three games they played, they've been pretty yeah. competitive though. Yeah. So like, I, I just think like they're a team that's like annoying to play. Um, like, I don't think they're good, but like, it's like, it's not the same as like, I don't know, playing like other teams. Uh, I think you remember, I remember you saying like last year, like the lions were like, they had like a terrible record, but, like they finished like very close. Right. In most of the games. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, cause they're annoying. And Jared Goff is a fantasy hero. I, yeah. Yeah. But this is like a pretty, I mean, even though they won this, like, it's like a very like low point for like Justin Fields, man, like eight for 17, 106 yards, like two picks, like. He was look. He looked good to start the year, but like I, I just like I don't know how you can be confident in him anymore because they pretty much just won the game by just handing it off to Khalil Herbert, who had like twenty carries for one fifty seven and like two touchdowns, and that, that's pretty much how they won the game. Um, if yeah, like this saying, is just not. People are saying he's the on. worst quarterback in the league now. Like it's like out of all thirty two teams, they're saying like every he's the worst quarterback, which is kind of crazy. And like, and yeah, like it's kind of sad crazy. because. In the draft last year, I wanted the Patriots to draft him. And like, he was just super tough in Ohio State. Right? So I just like yeah. watching him, right? And it's just like, I don't know, man. Because it comes a point where it's like, all right, it's on the player. But it's also like, depends where you get drafted to. If Justin Fields get drafted to the Patriots, yeah. whole different situation. Like yeah, The I, I coaching think... matters too, man. Like, he's yeah. had like Matt Nagy or whatever. And now he has like, uh, who's like, a, who's, I think he was a special teams coach. And then he had, uh, what's his, uh, now he has uh, Matt Eberflus, who's like a defensive coach. Like, they don't, like, if you really want him to prosper, you should just find, like, a head coach who's, like, an offensive mastermind. Like, I don't know why they went with this. I mean, I think Matt Eberflus has been fine. Obviously, if you start off 2-1 and one in your first three games, like, you're doing a fine job winning the game. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it'll be difficult for them, like, going forward to win games consistently if Justin Fields isn't making strides. And, like, it kind of makes their long-term outlook look a little bit bleak. 
And yeah, I mean, as far as like the Texans front, like uh, a lot of guys with last name Pierce have been going off this weekend. Do you agree? I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah Damon I, Pierce, he's stepping up for like to that role before. Like I remember week one, like it was a, a lot of Rex Burkhead. I guess they didn't trust him in his first game, but now it looks like he, he's got the spot and the I, carries. I just feel bad for David Montgomery owners. Like, damn. Like, oh, damn. yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with that either. Like, yeah. I don't know where this comes into play, but... Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know I, what happened to him, honestly. I mean, yeah, they, they didn't even use him. And, like, even if they did use him, they still use, they use Herbert so much more, especially in the, in the red zone. I don't know, maybe just one of those weeks, but... Yeah. I don't know, guys. Start. I mean, it could just be like, uh, like a yeah. yeah, It could just be like uh, that happens with running backs all the time. I feel like, I mean, like even in the Cowboys, like when we'll get get to that game, but like Zeke and Tony Pollard are like equals now. (laughs) Like, I don't think they view Zeke as like, oh yeah, like he's so much better than Tony Pollard. Yeah. It just happens with running backs, I guess, when they like show a decline in their performance. Um, but yeah, we can move on. I don't really want to talk about this game unless you have something. I've literally have nothing to say except that was like a nice pick by Roquan Smith. That's it. Yeah, word. Um, we can move on to the Raiders and Titans. Um, then I don't know. After this, maybe we can bounce around because I guess there's like some other better games. You love saving games. your team for the um, end, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying to skip over like that whole middle part and then go to like the Bengals and Jets or whatever, and then we can go down from there, and then come back. Um, but yeah, I mean the Titans, like they played well this game. I mean. Like the the main thing to understand about the Titans is uh what's his face Mike Vrabel is like a really good coach, and like I just don't like I don't care that they traded away AJ Brown like I mean I know that'll impact them to like a very big extent this year, but like they're not they're not the type of team that'll like go zero and three like they'll they'll figure out a way to win like they're too well coached for that to happen, and like this was the first real game I feel like they got Derrick Henry going, uh he had twenty for eighty five one touchdown. And then he had five catches for 58 yards, too. I remember, like, last year they were starting to get him incorporated more in the receiving game. But, yeah, like, Robert Woods, who came over from the Rams, also had four for 85. They just looked pretty good, like, most of this game. Like, they were actually dominating. And then it just, just at the last second, like, the Raiders made a push. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I'm just glad the Titans <laughs> realized that they have Derrick Henry on their roster. Like, it's like, the, like he was gone, like, the first two weeks, they didn't use him at all. I mean, granted, like, they were losing by a lot. No, I think they tried to use him, but, like, other teams, dude, running backs, like, if your best player is your running back, it, there's just a way to stop it, bro. Like, yeah. it, it's just too easy. You it, it just load hard. the box, and that's it. It was hard last week because, like, you're already down two touchdowns. There's no point using Derrick Henry. But even the Giants game, I think the Giants front seven did a good job of holding Henry down. But, like, I don't know. I think this game shows me more about the Raiders. Because I, I really expected a win from them this week because, like, bro, yeah, you have, me too. You have, like, you have a really good roster. Like, I, like you're 0-2. Like, you have to get this win. And, like, it's another 0-2 team. But at the time, it was just, like, held strong. And it did become close. Like, it was a, kind of like a blowout at halftime, basically. And then, like, the Titans didn't score at the second half at all. And then, like, Matt Collins, like, became, like, Matt Collins was the new Devontae Adams. I don't know what happened to Devontae, but <laughs> Matt Collins went off with crazy. Like, he, like, it was, like, a couple fourth down plays, and he made, like, insane catches. And he made the ta- like the catch, like the like the touchdown to tie the game. And then like I don't know what play call they ran on like the on two point conversion. I don't know what they were trying to do in that. Just literally go to Devante or like just run it in. Like, yeah, that was that. I hated that two point call, man. I hated that. Like, how do you? It was just a dumb. Like, it just had like a very low chance of being completed. Like, unless that guy is like wide open, that like that pass barely gets completed because 
in the middle, like there's so much traffic, like there's so many guys that could deflect it. Like I would w- way rather just take my chances on like an end zone fade or something. But like, come on, man! Like, come up with some creative like play calls. Fucking, you, your your head coach is literally an offensive coordinator. Like, I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Like, he, if he's a, if your head coach is an offensive coordinator, you need a better go to play than whatever the hell like that like little slant was. I mean, no one ever said he was a good offensive coordinator. Speaking from the Patriots fan, I know how Damn. how okay he was. I mean, listen, like I, I was high in the Raiders not because of Josh McDaniels. I've literally thought like he was they're gonna be their problem. I just thought their roster would be able to outshine them and they get into the, like the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But yeah. like he is holding them back. Like like we've seen. How I mean, bad they've always been a team that picks up steam like as the season goes on. So we'll see. But like this is, t- I don't think a zero and three team has made the playoffs in this like new whatever seven seed format, right? No, We're no, talking no, about zero and two never made it. And this new format, no, yeah. So like, yeah, I, 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 bro, like, he was bad with Denver and like he was covered up by Bill Belichick with the Patriots. And now we're seeing how he is like now. This is like like there's so many times they got into the red zone and they just had to settle for field goals because they just couldn't get it into the end zone, right? And then and then yeah. of course Darren Waller had that one touchdown where he like it went off his hands. So that's not on card, that's just on Darren Waller. So if you get that touchdown, you probably win this game. So it's a lot and then like it's not okay, that's their offense. Now their defense, like they're getting shredded. Like shredded in the sense of okay, I know you played pretty good offenses with the Chargers, Cardinals, and Titans. But like that secondary, like nah, I don't think the Titans have a good offense, man. No, 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 no. I'm saying like I'm not. You're not playing like the like, you're like you're average. The, you're not playing the Bears. What is what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's not the that Bears, secondary yeah. is getting cooked basically. Like there's no front, there's no pass rush except for um, Max Crosby, and that's it. They're getting they're getting no push from that. Like quarterbacks are just sitting there having time to throw, and like so so they're they're shredding those like their defense, right? So this is gonna be an issue. Like like I don't know if they could try to. Yeah, they're screwed, man. Like the, the, the good yeah, thing yeah, is, and I thought like. I, I knew their defense was a bit sus. Like, I thought their offense would just overcome it by just putting up, like, insane, like, numbers. But they haven't been that great so far. Is this, is this on their car or is just, like, just bad offensive play calling, I feel like? I mean, it looks like a little bit of both. But they also look, like, out of sync. And I don't know. Like, you look like Derek Carr, like, he completed, like, 26 for 44 passes. Like, that's not, like, good at all. That's, like, almost, like, that's, like, nearing, like, 50% completion. That's just like too low of a percentage to win. So like they're just like not hit like connecting on these passes. And you look at like Devontae Adams, like he had 10 targets, but only five catches. So like, I think part of it is like them like being in sync and stuff, which could help. But like, I don't know. It depends on if like Josh McDaniels is like like on how he holds them back and like whatever his play calling and scheme and shit is like if his if his like play calling and scheme is really that bad, then it'll just never get fixed. <laughs> And, and I think like people underestimate like how like important the run game is in the sense of like for example like the Chiefs and Bills in, like, insanely good quarterbacks right but they don't have like a go to running back they just rely on like whatever's in the backfield right and that ends yeah. up that ends up costing them because defenses can just play that and they just their quarterbacks and, get pissed too yeah, when you try to run the ball. yeah and, and, but the, 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 the plays in the defense's hands they could just make the quarterback throw all day long. And they'll load yeah. up in the second, and it works. Same thing with the Raiders, though. Josh Jacobs is like whatever; he's not any better than Clyde Edwards-Helaire or Devin Singletary, right? So if you don't have any pressure from that back in the backfield, it's like forcing Derek Carr to throw 45, 50 throws a game, and you become like susceptible to like like easy, like and like obvious than what you're doing on offense. So that's the issue. Yeah. You know, so if you don't have a consistent run game, yeah, it's about like, balance. You gotta be able to run the ball a little bit. Yeah. So like this is gonna be an issue. Like I, I don't know. Like the good thing is. Everyone in the division lost also this week, so they didn't lose any ground. But bro, zero and three, you can't like you like 
I think they play they and they play a winnable game next week. Oh, okay. They play they're they're playing the Broncos. It's gonna be interesting. Two miserable ass teams. Yeah, so um, I mean yeah, the Raiders gotta win that, bro. Yeah. Okay, we can actually uh yeah, I mean I'm good on that game. Let's move on to the Bengals and Jets. Uh like speaking of what you were saying with like all these teams that have like good quarterbacks, but like I don't know. I, I think the Bengals like might have like the best or like they're like one of the offenses with a more respectable running back, right? Because like Joe Mixon is still a threat, even yeah. though like uh Joe Burrow and like can throw it all over the place. Like Joe Mixon is still like scary. Like you can't just ignore him, otherwise like he'll make plays. Uh so I think that's like one advantage that they have over the uh the Bengals and the uh, or the the Bills and the Chiefs, sorry. Um yeah, I mean, this game, like, I don't know, like, the Jets, like, look like they had life after that Browns game. But, I don't know, they just, like, couldn't really keep up with the offense of the Bengals. Um, like, Joe Burrow, like, 23 for 36, three touchdowns. Like, their receivers are just too good, man. Like, this game, like, T, Hig- like, T. Higgins is 5 for 93. And, like, he didn't even play most of the game, actually, because uh, I think he got yeah. hurt and then came back. I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. But then, like, this game, like, Tyler Boyd is the one that, like, broke a tackle and, like, scored a touchdown. And, like, they didn't even really have to use Jamar Chase. Like, he only had, like, six catches, 29 yards for, like, one touchdown. Like, their offense is just scary, man. Uh, and I, it's funny that we I talk about Joe Mixon because this game, he barely did anything. <laughs> he had, like, 12 carries for 24 yards. But, like, their offense is just, like, too potent. And if, if they're going up against a team that can't score with them, like, it's just the other team is just not going to be able to win, you know? Uh, it's scary, but it's not as scary as it was last year. At least not yet. Yeah, I agree. Because th- their offensive line still sucks, man. You can that they were the, like, you can yeah. argue they they were the worst offense in the league until this week. They didn't look that great at all the first two weeks. They looked like yeah, like uh, Joe Burrow threw like turned the ball over like five times in week one. They had no they had no rhythm. So who maybe, did they play? They played the Steelers, Steelers and, and Cowboys. Oh yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, but those made, are two good defenses, though. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what we're saying. Like they're playing T.J. Watt and then uh, Michael Parsons, so it's like the O line like yeah. couldn't do anything, right? Yeah, that was what we discussed. Yeah. But, but but even like I, I, even in this game, I feel like I don't know twenty seven points. I I don't know. You you should be getting a lot more if you're that team that made the Super Bowl last year and how potent that offense was. You know. Yeah. Like, twenty seven points is still low to me. Like I don't know if this is still Super Bowl hangover, but you got at least being putting thirty plus. <laughs> On a team like this, and at least like, all right, they had three touchdowns, but I don't know. I just, it, it didn't feel as smooth to me, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it just felt like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. No, it didn't feel smooth. I agree. It's just like when you have like talent, and like you don't have to play well, and like sometimes the talent just like carries you through to victories. That's what they had here, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the Jets are just waiting for uh, Zach Wilson to come back and just develop him. At yeah, this they point. need him back. Uh, but I mean. I, I think, like, yeah, Garrett Wilson has played, like, really, really well. Yeah. I, I kind of like their receivers, honestly. Like, Garrett Wilson, like, Corey Davis, and Elijah Moore are all really good, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I'm so... I, I want to see how they play with uh, um with Zach Wilson, honestly. Like, it, it'll be fun to see, because, like, those three receivers have kind of, like, stepped up, and they've been pretty good these first three games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when he comes back. Um, but yeah, this is a good bounce yeah, back other win. Than that, Good bounce back win for the Bengals, and now, now they have a real test on Thursday versus the Dolphins. So that's gonna be good. Damn, that's gonna be a good game. Yeah, yeah at Cincy too. So that's gonna. So, so like that's just a game you. I think you kind of have to win that. You cannot go down one and three, especially if the Ravens happen to get a win in Week Four. 
Like, you cannot be doing that. Yeah. Division. So like. They, yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they, no, they, no, they, no. they can't go to one. Two. They need this win, not just like for record wise, but just, just to make a statement. Cause like people like me are like talking bad on down on them already. Right. So. But that Miami defense is for real, man. We know that. Yeah. I don't know. That O-line is. <laughs> whew, Joe Burrow's about to lose a leg. He's in trouble this weekend. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the Eagles and the Commanders. I mean, we've been talking about the Eagles, man. Uh, but to be honest, like they might be like they might be the team that looks the best like in the league right now. Like they're just like so composed. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like they just play well. They come out firing. They demoralize you. They make plays, and then they just put you away, man. They put you away early, like. De- Devonta Smith, like finally, Devonta Smith, like he came out crazy in this game, like eight catches, one sixty nine, one touchdown. He had that one ridiculous highlight where he like jumped and like caught the ball like super high in between like two defenders, and like Jalen Hurts, like oh oh my god, like yeah. I've seen some throws like he he looked like uh there was this one tweet where it looks like it, where it said like oh like this looks like prime Russell Wilson, and it's just like Jalen Hurts like dropping like. He threw the ball like at least like 40 yards like down the sideline and he just threw it like so high like perfectly into the basket to Devonta Smith I think. Uh he he's like really like impressed me in my opinion and I don't know. I think like whenever you see like oh yeah black quarterback like he's just dude he's just some dude who will run but like can't pass but like bro watch Jalen Hurts play man. Watch him play. Like he can genuinely pass. No, nah, bro, he's shutting me up. Like, I'm, I'm really happy for him. The Eagles are fun to watch. They're fun to play. It's not even just their offense. Yeah, like, like, like their defense is crazy. Like, I think what nine sacks? Like, it's insane. Nine sacks. Like, like just watching red zone. I don't even think I saw the commanders on offense. I just yeah, it doesn't that, do justice. No, no, I'm saying on red zone. I didn't even know the commanders were on offense. I just saw the Eagles' offense every single time. They never showed the commanders <laughs> with the ball at all. So like, it's just like 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 their defense played really good. Like I. We were speaking bad about the NFC before, like it was like, oh, Rams and Bucks have no competition. But if they can keep this up, like they're gonna be really good. And I, I don't know. Uh, right now, I kind of like the Eagles more than the Bucks. If I'm yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah. Especially with the they roster. look way better than the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, if they show up like this, if they show up like how they've been showing up the first three games, they could beat the Bucks, man. It's a good balance of being able to know when to run, know when to throw, and also have a solid defense. Right, like they're not the best defense, but they have a really above-average defense that makes plays when they need to make plays. Right, so I mean, look, Chris has been playing phenomenal. They have played the Lions, Vikings, and they have played Lions and Commanders, and then Kirk Cousins on prime time. So let's give it a couple games. Like I'm not. Yeah, they need a little bit better competition. A little bit more competition. They're, they're, they're playing the Jaguars next week. It'll be a good test because the Jaguars are like pretty good. Cardinals, Cowboys. Like their schedule isn't that insane to begin the year. So you could very yeah. easily see them going off to like a seven and two start or something like that. So like, listen, like Jalen Brown has been great. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, um, adding them to the roster just opened his offense so much more. And I, I, I do worry about like, this is the third week in a row where they where they put up a bunch of points in the first half and then they kind of let off the gas in the second half. It's like if if Carson Wentz wasn't Carson Wentz, like this team would have been able to get back in the game. But we saw the last two weeks where like. Okay, if Kirk Cousins wasn't playing on prime time, they're probably coming back in that game. They're one drop, they're an interception away from tying the game. And the Lions literally made it a game, and it was a close game till the end. So I do worry about their play calling in the second half. I don't know if they're just taking the foot off the gas or like teams just figuring out what they do. But it's that's not become an issue because they're just smacking them in the first half, and their defense is saving them when they need to. So that's the one thing I'll be concerned about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know something is wrong with this Commanders offensive line, man. Like the Lions were bullying them too. 
like nine sacks in a game is ridiculous. Like they have like Carson Wentz has played well and like like I don't know, they still have like weapons like Antonio Gibson is still good, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, like these guys have been playing great and uh that receiver that they got, uh, Jahan Dotson, he's been playing very well too. But like you can't win if you can't protect your quarterback bar. Like nine sacks is insane in a game. And like I don't know if this is like the Eagles D line or the Lions D line like being like exceptionally well, which is true. But I, it's like a little bit of both in my opinion. And I don't know like so for them to fix their issues, like it starts with fixing that like up front. And like Carson Wentz has never been that good against uh, like pressure in my opinion. So I don't they, they got to get that correct. I don't think it's a Washington O line problem, or it just, it might be, but it's also just Carson Wentz. I just feel like everywhere he goes, yeah, he, it could be he holds the ball a little bit longer than he should a lot of times. Defensive line, he's like a magnet for defensive linemen. I don't know wherever he goes, whereas in Indy, Philadelphia, and Washington, like the, the, the old line is just never there to protect them, and the D line just always gets them. He's always sacked. I've never seen a guy more on the ground than yeah. he has been in his whole career. Like, this is insane. I feel bad for the guy, but this is a Carson Wentz game we expected. But also, I don't think you could blame him. Like, the Eagles defense was just insane. He couldn't do much at all, right? And like, I, I feel bad for anyone who drafted Terry McLaurin in the, in the fantasy draft, by the way, just because, like, I, I don't know, he's just not reliable. In like this offense yeah i agree i mean it's too much unpredictability unpredictability man when you have carson that's always been his issue like yeah. you don't know which one you're getting like week one he'll throw like four touchdowns and like win you the game <laughs> and then like this week like he'll do like this so i don't know and, and what's crazy uh, is like uh, the eagles they put up 400 yards but they only had 24 points because i think washington did like they did a pretty good job in like the red zone yeah their defense is not bad yeah, their, their defense, defense is not bad. bad yeah so they, they did a pretty good job in the red zone forcing the eagles to turn the ball over on downs a couple times so like i don't know it was just one of those games eagles look good let's see if they can keep it up so next week's gonna be fun trevor lawrence and jalen hurts and uh i did yeah that actually is gonna be pretty good and the two undefeated teams the quarterbacks jalen hurts and tua uh, teammates, if anyone follows college football in Alabama, uh, it's like teammate backups, I would say. When Hurts got injured, Tua came in. So that's their connection. So it's kind of interesting that they're the two undefeated teams. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, we can move on to one of the more disappointing games. Man, I don't know what's going on with the Saints, man. Like, they're actually, like, very difficult to watch. Like, they just can't, like, move the ball well and like again they still don't know how to use like alvin Kamara, and it's just like dude i I, i'm like i don't know like they've been attempting like a ton of passes with like Jameis, so like it looks like like the the receivers stat lines are like never bad right like chris olave like nine catches 147 traquan smith four for 105 michael thomas five for 49 like you look at those stats and then like you look at the scoreboard and you're like how the hell do you score 14 points? <laughs> like, dude, Jameis Winston had 353 passing yards. And they scored 14 points. Like, what is going on? Like, I, I don't understand that at all. Like, it just, like, it's incomprehensible. Like, I, I had higher expectations for them. And, like, they're kind of disappointing me. And, like, from what I've seen, like, I just don't know what the clear fix for what their issue is. Like, how do you fix it? Like, it just looks like discombobulated a little bit, you know? This is what happens when you when Sean Payton leaves and your new head coach is your defensive coordinator. That's what, this yeah. is what happens. So so your offense is going to look that good. And, like, this is the first couple of possessions of the game. Punt. And then Alvin Kamara touched a fumble, which led to a touchdown for the, the Panthers. Punt. 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 Lock field goal. And then watch the end of the half. 
missed field goal to begin the half, punt, and then they finally scored with 12.53 left in the fourth quarter. That's that was like garbage time stuff, man. I mean, it was still it was thirteen to seven, so like it was still like in. So I'm saying like it was thirteen nothing, and then they finally scored with like the beginning of the fourth quarter. So it was thirteen to seven, and then and then Lavisca Chanel just got open, right? And then that was basically the game at that point with the way the offense was playing. So like, oh yeah, on the uh, yeah. Panthers, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if they got their yeah, offense going earlier, it probably would have been fine. But yeah, you're right. They're not using Kamara at all. They don't. They're not using him correctly. They just kind of just like. Yeah. Giving him the ball, just, you know. Sean Payton is like underrated, man. Like they, they didn't realize like how much he did for them. <laughs> like that man was a genius offensively. Like he knew what to dial up always. Yeah, I don't even know how much you could blame this on Jameis. Like he's just, like it's, it's just like a bad offensive play calling system. I, like even watching the game, like they just like it's a lot of like thirty nine. Let's just run the ball or like a bunch of screen plays here and there or or that's just like uh like like they're just throwing to the sidelines instead of throwing down the field a lot of east west kind of football not north south kind of football you know and then and then, yeah. and then here and there they'll make a big throw to michael thomas and jarvis landry and then they just mess up and also there's it's just like not comprehensible for me though because like these teams have so much talent man like the saints and the raiders is like two teams like this like we just pointed out the raiders for the same thing but like it's incomprehensible because like i don't know look at our teams man like, the Colts and Patriots clearly have, like, issues on their offense, right? But we know literally what they are. It's like, oh, the receivers are mid. Like, this is not that good. Like, whatever. This is the problem. Like, the quarterback is average. Like, whatever. We know, like, what the issues are. But, like, it's just, like, hard to see, like, these teams that have, like, way more talent in, like, the skill positions. But they're still, like, just this bad, you know? And that's where coaching comes into factor. Or coaching or play calling or coordinators yeah. or whatever. No, it matters so much in the NFL. Yeah, and, it matters so yeah, this much. Matters. And, like, look. If you don't get that block field goal, you get the field goal for the half, and then you get another field goal. It's thirteen to six in the beginning of the third quarter, so like you have a much better shot, right? And like I don't know, the Panthers is is uh, Baker doing better than Sam Darnold? Sure, right, whatever. Like he's serviceable, cool. They use CMC more. Uh, DJ Moore still can't. Baker is so mid, bro. Told you, man. This is not DJ Moore's year. He'll be good next year. So just make sure he'll be a number of pick. He'll be like a number one receiver next year. Only on the even years he doesn't do good. This is not his year. Yeah, I don't get that every other year thing. <laughs> it just uh, happens to be the case. Weird. I just noticed it. And I, it's just it's a bad loss for the Saints. It, it, it's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, it feels like very demoralizing from an outsider's perspective. The first three weeks were uh, all like they they played their division the first three weeks at at Falcons versus Bucks at Panthers. So like, and then you went, you went one and two in that stretch against your division. So you, yeah, that's it's already like that's it's, that's a bad thing now because you're like already like not only are you behind, but you're an extra game behind because of tiebreakers and everything. So this is like really not good at all. Yeah, that's not good. I agree. Um, yeah, we can move on. Uh, so the Jaguars just dismantled the Chargers, which I can't really believe is like a statement that I'm saying three weeks into this into the season. Uh, yeah, it's they just destroyed them, man. Like thirty-eight to ten, like thirty-eight points to ten. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like they just like came out firing, and like I think this is a consistent theme with the Jaguars. Like I still think they're like an average to below average team, but I think like other NFL teams, like whenever they see the Jaguars on their schedule, they're just like not coming ready to play. And like this is a team that'll make you pay if you're not ready. Because, like, they're, like, with Doug Peterson, their offense is very well coached. They're, like, very efficient. 
they don't really do like complicated stuff. Like Trevor Lawrence is not making like insane, like inhuman throws. He's making very simple ones, but like they run the short passing game to like perfection. Uh, it's like that Doug Peterson offense and they run the ball effectively too. Uh, like they get both their running backs involved. Like they're, they've been looking pretty good, honestly, as of late. People forget that uh, Doug Peterson got to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles as quarterback. Yeah, uh, whatever. He was he was great. Whatever. He's still not that great of a quarterback. Cool. He won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles for like the half of the season. He's a really good coach. Yeah, that's insane, bro. He's a really good coach. People underestimate him. It was just his time in Philly was kind of done. But like, uh, like so, this he was a and like it's Carson. Yeah, fucking Carson. At yeah, quarterback. yeah, yeah. So, um, like Carson is just like resistant to change and like understanding. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying. So, like, he's a really good coach for this guy. And like, of course, if you have, as long as your head coach is not having sex with strippers and doing all that drama on the uh, on the outside, I think you'd probably be like a pretty good team, right? So, like, like James Robinson's been breaking out all season. And I remember Urban Meyer last year. After James Robinson fumbled the ball once, he like bent in the rest of the year. And then, and now look at James Robinson now, right? And I think Trevor Lawrence is also like. He's he's believing. Yeah, Urban Meyer is an idiot, bro. He's believing so, the system. So bad. Trevor's believing the system. He's buying in to what Doug Peterson has. So like the Jags are good, man. Like like they're they might be a threat to win this division. I don't know if they will, but they're like they're not the Jags from old. Like I know last year they yeah, had a lot of roster not. updates, but now that they had the roster upgrades with the better coaching as well, you know. So like I I like the Jags as a team. Like, like they're a solid team. Um, as far as the charges though, I just feel like this happens every like this happens once or twice a season for them. It's just a game that they just come off flat. Like they just happen. I remember they lost to the Texans last year. It was a game they just came off flat and they got blown out. It just always happens like one or two times a season for them. I mean, granted, they shouldn't have been playing Herbert at all. This is a bad look. They should not have played Herbert. He did not look good out there. Like he was just like wincing after every play. He was trying to make the throw, but he couldn't. He was just looking for the short throw. He wasn't going deep down the field. Granted, he didn't have Keenan Allen and um, J.C. Jackson was there on defense. But, like, I don't know. This is a game you might just have to take the L on and, like, not play your quarterback. But now they played their quarterback and then and they still took the L on. So, I would just, it just this is the problem, bro. This is bad organization. You just don't do stuff like this. If you're a smart organization, yeah, exactly. you just take the L with the backup quarterback. Let your guy rest. You know, you don't do stuff like that. Yeah, it's like week three of the season and you're playing, like, the Jaguars, like... Like regardless let, who's the opponent just like, try regardless who's the opponent just take the L it's fine like, put your backup quarterback and see what happens you know like do not put Herbert in there yeah I agree and I don't know like their their team just came out like very flat and like now they're at like it seems like they're at like a low point man cause like you lose to the Chiefs and like a very like last minute thing where it looks like you're gonna win and like now like the Jaguars just came and pummeled you and like at times like this, like it's like a very low point. And then like after the game, like you hear like about the injuries, like uh I forget who it was. Rashawn uh, Slater, bro, his left. Yeah, Rashawn Slater. That's a huge There's loss. someone else too. Is a guy it might be Guyton, Jalen Guyton. He's not for the season twenty so yeah. yeah, like so that's like there's just like a very low point of the season and like the rest of their team is like juggling injuries too. Uh like it's just like a very like it's a super low point for them uh right now. Yeah, an example I gave last year of them losing like that weird game at Houston. They're going to play Houston next week, so they have to win that game. Hopefully, Herbert's good. But yeah, like you said, there's like a lot of um, injuries, and losing Rashawn Slater is huge, bro. Like just because now Herbert loses his blindside protection as a left tackle, so now like 
speak about like bad O-lines across the NFL. Now a guy who has like no ribs has to deal with someone like like that is no protection on his, on his blind side. So I don't know. This is again, this happens to charges every year. Like I remember you saying this before, like what have they proven to get all this love? If they get love the last couple of years, every single year, last two, three years, right? They're going to win the division. They'll, they'll like compete with the chiefs and all this. And then like three weeks into the season, like, all right, like you're just like everyone else in the division, except the chiefs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, we can move on. Let's go to the Rams and Cardinals. Uh, I mean, I thought the Rams like came out like pretty good in this one. It was like a weird game. I I don't know. It just seemed like there should there should have been more offense, but like there wasn't really that much offense. It's only like twenty to twelve. Um, yeah, I mean, like this game is just weird because like literally like Matt or Matt Stafford is just throwing to like whoever he wants. Like it's just like very balanced now. Like. Ben Skornick, I, I don't know how you say his name, but yeah, I think he wears number 18, uh, had four for 66. Tyler Higby, four for 61. Cooper Cup, four for 44. And he had that one nice rushing touchdown as well. Uh, like, they're just, like, spreading out the ball, like, like insanely. Like, Matt Stafford completed 18 passes, and it's, like, four, 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 three, one, two. Like, everyone is getting a chance, and it's, like, not predictable. Um and then, like, their defense just, like, does, like, okay. Their defense, like, does the job, you know, like, most of the time. Um, I, I don't really know what to add more on the Rams side. I think they're just in Super uh, Bowl. Good, I, think. I think they're just in Super Bowl hangover mode. As in, like, ah, let's just, like, take it easy. Let's just let's just do what we have to yeah. do to win these games. But they're so talented. They can win games like that, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not even trying. You can tell, right? Like, like they're just, like, throw, like you said, they're just throwing it to whoever. Like, usually when Stafford needs to win a game, He'll throw like forty times to Cooper Cup, but now he's like, all right, let me just throw it to whoever I see down the field, right? And then like, there's always gonna be like one mishap where like, is it gonna be a close game? But like, like again, like you have um, Aaron Donald. I think it's kind of funny. I think Aaron Donald was the first time. I think he's the only man who could bring down Kyler when he starts scrambling. It's like I like never seen anyone else bring that Kyler. Like even like yes, last week Max Crosby couldn't bring him down, but Aaron Donald was like, nah, you're not, you're not going, you're not gonna run away from me. But yeah, so like. Like on the Rams front, like yeah, I, that one sack he had on him was insane, man. That that was like I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So on the Rams front, like I, I don't think I'm worried about them. They play. They're at the Niners next week. Should win. Um, like I think they're fine. The other team, though, like did you see what uh, you see what Kyler said after the game? He was uh, they asked him. No, nah, I actually didn't. They asked him about his receivers and like I mean he was just saying about he was just telling his receivers like. Like, like he's like, oh, the receivers have to know, like, 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 no matter, like, don't give up on the play, like, no matter what, because like the kind of quarterback I am, I'm always moving and scrambling, like they have to be ready for anything. Because I think he was mad about all the drops that happened in this game, right? So like, I mean, granted, he's right. There's a lot of drops this game. Like the the Cardinals obviously should be a lot better, but like, I don't know. It's kind of like too early to call out your teammates this this season, because like that's like you can't blame the receivers. Where like, okay, if a play, if the if the play doesn't happen right away. You don't know where the, where your little quarterbacks gonna be running off to, right? So Kyler can't get mad because his receivers don't know where he's gonna be. He's just running around in circles until he gets open, and like he's get- that's like the that's like what their team is predicated on, man. Yeah, like, he's just like they just want him to run. Like I mean, they don't want him to, but like their only success seems to be like when he just runs around like crazy and makes like random shit happen. And it's not it's not reliable. You can't keep that going throughout the season because it, yeah, it's not reliable. Because they, they, like they beat the Raiders like that, but they barely they almost lost to the Raiders. They barely won. It's be only because Hunter Renfro fumbled. They should be 0 3. Like they should not be 1 2. It should be 0 3. Yeah. yeah. Like you're asking for injury to happen or you're asking for like just like 
unpredictable plays, Hail Marys every single time that happened, every single time with this team, right? So, I mean, yeah. the one thing I will say, Marquise Brown, he had like 17 targets, 14 catches. He looks like a very, very, very solid number one receiver. Obviously, he's going to drop down to number two. Yeah, he looks really good, yeah. But he'll he's going to be really, really, he's going to be really good number two once D-Hop is back. Right, once he's done uh, drugging himself yeah, up. I think that's when we can evaluate them. But they still need to run, like, normal offense and not this running around shit. And, like, I don't know, bro. It's 58 passes, man. Like, 58. Like, just, I think you got to run. They got to be a little bit more effective in running the ball. Like, I think, like, these teams, they just become, like, too dependent on, like, their quarterbacks when it's, like, when they're good. And, like, I don't think that works, man. I think they should have kept uh, Chase Edmonds, honestly. Like, losing him or even Kenyon Drake because James Conner is more like your red zone, uh, like, run into the end zone kind of guy. Yeah. They don't have, like, an actual, like, down-to-down running back, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, James Conner, he's like, okay. yeah, he, he, I mean, he was pretty good the past couple years or la- at least last season. So I can't, like, fault them for that. But he's at least good. one of those two guys. He, he's good, but he's not a down-to-down guy. Like they they use them when they're, when they're down the, in the red zone. That's the thing, right? Yeah. They don't use them every single down like that. That's the issue. And like Kyler Murray is so weird, man. Like he has like really good escapability, but like his like he's not like able like it's not like he can run the ball like Lamar Jackson, right? Where like like if Lamar is taking off, you're scared. Like holy shit, man, this guy's gonna score. Like I I feel like no one is really worried with that like about Kyler Murray with that like he had two carries for eight yards this game when he dropped back fifty eight times. Like how does that make any sense? Like, he should have more, like, running attempts, don't you think? I mean... Like, he just keeps, like, making people miss, and then they keep missing, like... Dude, if you don't see anything, take off. Like, <laughs> like what is the point of just keep holding the ball, right? But I, I, and, like, throwing these incomplete passes. I do think the Rams did a good job of, like, keeping them... Keeping Kyler in front of them. That's, that's also why I'll say, like, it's not, like, the Raiders' defense. Okay, yeah. So it's not the Probably Raiders. a combination of the two. Yeah, and I think Kyler is 1-7 against the rams and he might be 0-7 yeah th- you can't win the division like that like if they ever aspire to do that i don't know if they do aspire but so this like he just can't beat the rams and that's not uh yeah he's one in yeah, one in six against the rams including playoffs so Damn. yeah you can't do this man yeah let's move on to the falcons and seahawks like this mid this is like a very mid off <laughs> there's just two teams two very mid teams battling um, two very surprising yeah, so teams, I would say. Two teams that have, I think, proven us both wrong, I would say. Like, they're, they're surprising for both of us. They're, they're overachieving, I would say. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, they're just like average, though. Like, they're still average teams. Like, I think they just had impressive victories, I guess. Uh, or like at least their quarterbacks look impressive. Like, we've talked about like uh, like Geno Smith. Like, he's 32 for 44, 325 yards. Two touchdowns, one pick. Like he was okay, ex- except for that one pick where he cost them the game. <laughs> uh, but like he's getting like he's pat he's throwing the ball like a decent amount. Like all like so many guys have catches like Tyler Lockett nine for seventy six, DK Metcalf five for 60- five for sixty four and one touchdown. Um, like it- it's a de- he's doing a decent job throwing the ball. It's just like I don't know. I mean their running game is still definitely sus. Like. I guess Rashad Penny is their main guy. And, like, people had hopes that Kenneth Walker could, like, overtake him. But, like, he's been, like, barely getting any touches. I don't know. They think he's not ready or... Uh... Yeah, but what are your thoughts on the, the Seahawks I mean, so okay, far? Personally, I feel like... I mean, I'm, I'm surprised by them. I think they're overachieving in the sense of, like, okay, you had this quarterback controversy. So, obviously, the guy you traded Russ for, you get him back. And he's not even your starting quarterback. 
and then now now they're starting Gino. But I think so, Gino has been very serviceable. He's been pretty good good in what he's what he's being asked to do, right? And like obviously it might not uh, like lead them to winning games because their defense isn't that good. But I, I've I thought he's been fine. Like I'm like genuinely surprised. I thought they'd be a lot worse in their first three games of the season, but they beat the Broncos and like they've like been strong in the last two games for the most part. I mean, he's better than Russ right now, right? Like you could say Gino Smith is way better than Russ this first three weeks of the season right now, right? So like I, I think, yeah, like low key. Yeah, it's not even low key. Like he is better than Russ. Like the Russ might Russ is really bad right now. So I mean, I don't know. Personally, I feel like the Seahawks are overachieving. That's how I look at it. I think they're doing better than expected, just because like everyone expected them to be a really, really like bad team, as like Texans level bad team. But I think they're doing a lot better job than that. Yeah, I agree. I think they are doing better than that. So maybe it's not like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, they're doing fine. Like, they're just going to get, like, I don't know, like, five or six wins on the season or something. And that'll probably be it. Uh, And on the Falcons side, like, Cordell Patterson, like, we've talked about it. Like, that man is a monster. Like, 17 carries for 141 and, like, 8.3 yards just per carry, which is, like, absurd. Like, if your team can't stop the run, like, he's just going to run all over you. Like, they, the, the Falcons might not win, but he'll run all over you. Uh, and, like, I think this game, like, they did a good job of getting Kyle Pitts involved. Like, he had five for 87. Um, like, th- that's good. Like, that's what you expect from him, like, every game, honestly, with his talent level. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. They didn't need to do much, like, passing if Cordell Patterson is running the ball that well. Like, Marcus Mariota only, only completed 13 passes to win this game. That's all you need. I don't know. I think both of these teams are like reflections of each other. Just like two teams that had low expectations who are just doing a little better than what was expected out of them, right? And like as an also in yeah. the sense of like their quarterback being better than expected. I don't think anyone expected uh, like like journeyman backup Marcus Mariota. I mean, he's always been good, but like to be like solid, to be serviceable, to like win you games, that is surprising to me at least. You know, same thing goes for Geno. You know, yeah, and, and, but they also have like good weapons on offense, man. Like Cordell Patterson is like good, yeah, and like Drake, like Kyle Pitts is good, and like Drake London, the receiver that they drafted, he's been playing pretty well too. And like I think that's all you need. <laughs> like I, I mean, you just need like two good receiving options, like a good running back, and you'll be fine. Or in the case of the Seahawks, like I mean, they have like Lockett and Metcalf, who like as receivers, like those two receivers are probably enough. And they just need like some someone to run the ball here and there, which is like Rashad Penny. He doesn't have to be good. Okay but, okay, but let's say, okay, last year when you had Matt Ryan, you pretty much had the same receivers, except like, you didn't have Drake London, obviously. But I guess you had Calvin Ridley for whenever he's not betting. But, like, uh, I think their offense looks so much better this year than did last year. And I don't know. It might be, like, the Arthur Smith situation, and he's just doing better. But, like, bro, they almost put almost 30 points like the first three games of the season. Like, they, they had their, yeah, that's they, true. And they came pretty close to beating the Saints and the Rams, actually, which is yeah, insane. Yeah, they had the 27-10 lead, which they blew in Falcons fashion in week one. And then they came all the way back in week two against the Rams, right? And now they won this game. So, like, I'm that's what I'm saying. This is, like, pretty good. And this is, like, uh, Matt Ryan can do anything with his offense. Marcus Mariota is doing a yeah, pretty good job. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's Matt Ryan. I'm saying it's also on the offense. It's, like, play calling and everything. But still, like, I'm, like, genuinely surprised yeah. at this team. They're not going to be, like, a easy win Every single time, like, uh, yeah, both teams, both of these teams are like that. Like, I don't think it's any easy wins. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Uh, we could talk about another, uh, like a, a boring game, uh, the Packers and Bucks, man. Like, I don't know, dude, this game was just so hard to watch. Like, 
the Packers scored like 14 points in the first half. Then after that, did nothing. And like that game, like it seemed like the Packers were going to blow them out because like they scored like two touchdowns, I think on their first like two drives or like two or three of their first drives, they scored touchdowns. And I'm just like, damn, like this looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to run up the scoreboard on them. Like it's going to be like 35 to, and they just don't score again. Cause like, I don't know that Tampa Bay defense, man, like they, they keep them in games. But the problem is the Bucks offense is so trash right now, dude. They're really bad. I mean, yeah, it was their first two drives. They got two touchdowns back to back. So it's 14 three. And then all right, you're at the red zone. And then Aaron Jones does Aaron Jones jobs. He does what he he does what he always does against the yeah his against fumble the, yeah. against the Bucks so he fumbled at that at the one yard line and then boom and that game was could easily been twenty one three but then okay granted the the Bucks get the ball and they fumble the ball uh, uh, like they fumble the ball right away so but then but now it's halftime and then yeah you're right like the Bucks defense was just phenomenal all game like they're getting to Rogers like it's it's hard for Rogers to like find anyone in the offense I think they played really really good so this is like kind of this is very like like I said last week it's very twenty sixteen Broncos. Right, like shaky offense or a very bad, I would say, and just like being carried by the defense. And okay, granted for the Bucks, yeah, yeah, Bucks, yeah but, but granted, like he didn't have his weapons at all. Like I don't think anyone expected the Bucks to win this game because you're going to game without Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and I guess Chris Godwin as well, right? So like Brady has no help at all. Yeah, he's throwing like Russell Gage, Cameron Braid, Brashad Perryman. That's about who, it. Like fumbled the ball like, between two of them. They fumbled the ball like three times, and they lost it twice. Yeah, they literally did fumble it three times. Yeah, so like, and like if you're not going to that, you're going to like the small white boys and like Cole Beasley and like Scotty Miller. <laughs> Cole Beasley did pretty good for his debut. I wonder if he's vaccinated. Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking good for them, man. They gotta get healthy quick. But it, it they, their team, like because their defense is competitive, like they'll always have a chance. But it just looks like so discouraging. And it's really weird to see, like, Aaron Rodgers and, like, Tom Brady on, like, offenses that just, like, struggle to score. Like, that's just, like, not what we've seen for, like, the past, like, two years. Yeah. At least for Aaron Rodgers. We've seen that, like, for, like, a long-ass time. But, like, the Bucks, like, yeah, the past two years, like, they haven't been like this. They've been a lot better at scoring. Not even the Bucks, just Brady in general. Brady, even though he's that. Yeah, just Brady. Yeah, that too, yeah. Like, even when he's on the pages, I know Brady's had had he hasn't had the best of weapons, but he's always been like a very they've always been a good offense, and that probably plays into like Bill Belichick and good coaching. But again, this is a problem where you bring like defensive minded coaches, defensive minded, defended defensive minded like coordinators, and then push them up to being a head coach, which is what they have for. Uh, wait, what's the yeah, thing? What's the Packers have an offensive coach. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, but in this sense, like they're playing a really, really good defense. But in general, the Packers' offense has been really good in general. They've been good this the start of the season, except week one. They were good last week, right? And then they were they've always been good the last couple of years. So like I think Yeah, I think if it's like a mid if it, they're going up it's like against a mid defense, like start Aaron Rodgers, bro. Yeah, yeah, this, this, is, this is thirty points easily on any other team. Like you know what Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, okay. Maybe you're right. It's just the they, defense. They're playing the Patriots next um, week, which is like an average defense, but that's that's at least twenty three points for sure. Twenty five points for sure. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So, we can go to wait, wait, uh, one thing before you move on. What did you feel about the play call at two point conversion? Because they had a chance to, um, like tie the game at the end. 
What was the play call again? I forget the I mean, second it, play. It, it was it was a it was a passing play, but it it just didn't like go anywhere. I don't, I just don't know if you saw it. No, nah, I don't remember it actually. I mean, I mean, it was just a two point conversion. It was going to Russell Gage, but like like, like I'm saying, like it, it just didn't. And then they got a um. So so basically, they they, they like got the touchdown. They scored, and then uh then they threw it to Russell Gage again, and it was just like, it was just like a bad play call because I think everyone was very confused before the play started. They didn't know where to go and what to do, and then like, and then like, and the play, and the play clock was running down, so they had to call the play, and then like Brady just threw it to someone and they couldn't catch it. So I'm just saying in that sense, like again, like this is just like where having a defensive coordinator as your head coach is an issue because like they, they don't know what they're doing to be to, before the play even starts, and this is like the biggest play of the game. You have a chance to force overtime, and they like and they do that. So like again, that was an issue as well. Yeah, that that is yeah. The play calling is weird. Oh, so you're just like correlating it to what you've been talking about yeah. with these defensive head coaches, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was saying like the players, the players didn't know what was going on, and like the most important play of the game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that yeah, that can't happen. I mean, but it also could be the injuries. Like, who knows? It, it, yeah, some of these teams are just like really weird right now. I think I forgot like how like we, how te- how weird teams are in like the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, we can, let's move on. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, we can go to the 49ers and Broncos. Such a disgusting game, man. I don't know how the Broncos didn't deserve to win this, man. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, neither did the Niners, 11, which is, yeah. And neither did the 49ers yet, to be fair. Um, yeah, I mean, they basically couldn't get anything going the whole game offensively. They scored three points or five points, two of which came from a safety because Jimmy Garoppolo just ran out of the back of the end zone Dan o- for whatever Dan reason. Dan Olofsky. Yeah, and, and that actually sucks because, like, dude, that's that cost them the game. Like, it's a two, it's a one-point game. That safety actually cost them the game. But the, but the safety and like, was with how, better with how than... bad their offense was? And I, I, I was saying the safety was better than what, what what should have happened on the play. It was a pick six. The safety like got. The, oh yeah, yeah. True, so so true. like, if it was between those two poisons, I guess the safety was better. Yeah, it's just that classic. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, it's classic Jimmy G. I guess. No, but actually, he he's not even that bad. Like I don't know. He's just like, I can't decide like what is up with him honestly, but like I don't know. Did, the Broncos, man, like I, I, yeah, I don't like. There's, I think this game shows more about the Broncos than does the 49ers. Like, yeah, even though they won this, like this might be like one of the worst two and one teams I've ever seen, man. Like, and and this year, like maybe the 49ers are like not as good because like we're just used to them being like really good, right? Maybe this year, like they're just not as good. Like this just like reflects like so poorly on the Broncos and like Russell Wilson, man. Like what is going on? Like his stats are like one of the worst in like the NFL. Like, worse than, like, Geno Smith. Like, we talked about it. Geno Smith better than him. Like, Marcus Mariota better than him. Like, it's just weird to see, like, three weeks through the season that, like, his stats are worse than, like, guys like that. Like, I forget what it was. Like, I, his yeah, his stats are, are, like, atrocious right now. I just, like, don't know what to say. Like, is it their coaching? Because, like, it can't be their offensive skill players. They have two solid running backs that are legitimate starters. They have, like, three like or yeah they have three really good receivers i would say uh or at least like two definitely maybe the third one i don't know how people feel on uh like kendall hinton or eight uh, kj hamler or whatever but 
Like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are good, man. You know who would actually help the Broncos a lot? Uh, Tim Patrick. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, okay, that, that yeah, Tim Patrick. I forgot he's even on this team, but when he got hurt, right in the beginning of the yeah, season, yeah, yeah. I think season. he's pretty much out for the year. But like, I, I, I just know Russ loves his like deep threats. You know, like that, just like his whole career. Like, they, yeah, they, Tim Patrick was a monster too. I, I, he had like Jermaine Curse, like in the, like the early days of Russ, and like I know he had Tyler Lockett. So like a lot of deep threats, he just loves throwing to them. I don't think either of these guys are like. Uh, deep threats. They're more like slot or like uh, like just, just playing the middle. Yeah, they're more like possession receivers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think the issue with Russ is that, but also more just offense in general, like the play calling and coaching. Like, it's more like when, because they're in week one, they're getting to the red zone. They were getting to the red zone. They just weren't able to finish, right? And then so I, I think that was also a factor too. So it's like just like making the right play calls during the right, right times. So it's not even on Russ because like what, two years ago, uh, like we saw a phenomenal season from Russ, and then even like before the injury last year with this uh, thumb, I think he was he was doing pretty good. So I don't know if maybe that injury is still bothering him, you know. So like I think he's still solid, fine. But yeah, I agree with you. Like this is like horrendous to watch. But I mean, it's not surprising though. We kind of expected this because like, uh, we we didn't like we didn't think their threats and offensive like presence was as scary as everyone was making it seem. Just because like. Here's the difference for, for me. So, like, you know, last year, the Rams had everything set up, and then all they was a quarterback. And then, and then they got Stafford, and they went to the Super Bowl. So, like, everyone's saying, okay, remember for years, we've both been saying with the Broncos, all they need is a quarterback. But I guess the difference is I don't think everything else was ready like we thought it was. Like, the Rams had everything ready to go, right? And all they needed to do was, like, get upgrade. But maybe, like, the offense wasn't ready to just get an upgrade at, for the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. Like, we just assumed that, like, their team was ready. Um, and, like, I don't know. People say that about the 49ers, too, man. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, the 49ers are just, like, one quarterback away, which is why they took the gamble on Trey Lance. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, I agree. Maybe we overestimated them. But, like, I mean, they're still 2-1, and one, though, at the end of the day. It's like, if they ever figure out – like, if they still continue to have a good record, like, and, like, their offense still looks mid – then, like, eventually when they figure it out, it's not like they'll be, like, out of the playoff race where it's, like, a huge issue. Because, um, like, I mean, at this point, like, if you look at the Broncos and the Raiders, like, we thought the Raiders would look kind of like, like, or have the same record as the Broncos do right now. And, like, we thought the Broncos would be, like, maybe 0-3 or something at this point. But, like, to be fair to them, like, they still have that 2-1 and record, right? And that's what actually matters the most. Yeah, they're they're, like, they're, outside of they're leading their division, uh, right? Somehow, some way. Yeah, like, you can nitpick a lot, but at the end of the day, like, 2-1 and one is 2-1, and one, man. And their first place in the division, that still matters for something. Like, they'll have, like, some sort of advantages uh, going into the playoffs. There's no way. When the playoff seeding starts to there's matter. There's no way this man deserves to keep his job. I've never seen. Like, oh, nothing like seen, it? Yeah, I I've agree. Seen, yeah, they got to fire I've him. seen bad coaches like uh, Cliff Kingsbury, like Anthony Lynn, like uh, uh, Freddie Kitchens. Like, I've seen bad coaches, man. He's He's entering that level. Of like, like, what are you doing on the field right there? Like, you should not have this job. Damn. But uh, as on the right. Niners uh, front, I, don't know, I was just gonna say like, with the whole, the whole team being ready with the Niners, like, I don't know if you if they brought in Brady or Rogers, like they were talking about, because I know Brady's from the area or whatever. If you brought in those guys, I think they're gonna be a lot better team. It's just that Jimmy G and Lance aren't those like big name quarterbacks that you bring in. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I think they'd be a lot better yeah, too. I mean. And their defense is always solid, man. Like their defense is good too. I mean, this is just, this is what you get with Jimmy G. Like he'll he'll never lose you games, 
for the ninety five percent of the time. Oh, this game he technically lost. Nah, nah, this that, game that, we can't say that. Ninety five percent of the game time he'll never lose you games, and then there's a game like this, where like he just has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, I agree. He just smokes too much. I mean, goes to Denver. Could be that too. Um, yeah, Cowboys and uh, Giants next. Um. Yeah, I mean, this one kind of, like, sucked, man. I thought the Giants, like, had a chance. But the Cowboys, like, came up clutch in the end, actually. Um, that one last touchdown that they drive that they had, like, C.D. Lamb was a monster, dude. Like, I think he caught, like, three passes and had that one-handed touchdown. Like, he just kind of dominated that drive. And that's, like, all they needed. And, like, dude, the Cowboys... De- and, like, I-, I talked about this before, but... You can check the stats, man. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are actually equals now yeah. in the Cowboys' eyes. Tony Pollard, 13 carries, 105. Seek, 15 for 73, one touchdown. But I think they're going to split carries like evenly from now on. Because like Tony Pollard is just as good as Zeke, if not a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, like I remember when Dak got hurt, we're like, yeah, the season's over. But again, like they're, they're a competitive team. Uh, and they have a good defense, actually, I think. I legitimately think they have a good defense. Cooper Rush in his first three starts as a quarterback, he's three and zero. I mean, he's two and zero this year, and then one and zero last year. He's three and zero in all three games. The Cowboys were underdogs going into the game, so it's pretty impressive. I would say. I don't know. Like, I, I back to your CD point of him doing great in that drive. Cooper Rush also threw a dime on that on that pass. Like that was a beautiful pass to like CD. Like he threw it only where CD could get it. Right, so like Cooper. Yeah, that was a dime. So Cooper Rush has been solid. Like even I know guys like Noel Brown has stepped up, but like he's making the right throws. He's he's being very composed. You know, he's just doing his job, and then like the defense just does the job behind him. So like they actually might be fine. I think let's say, I think I guess the rush was let's say the Cowboys started zero and three, then maybe they start bringing they probably start rushing uh, Dak back. But I think maybe you can take a couple extra weeks. You know, because you're playing the Commanders. And then you go to LA and then at Philly. So maybe you bring him back uh, uh, like those two weeks if he's ready to go. But like I said in like in the first week, uh, like those those finger injuries, like don't rush them back because even when they're back, they still need to like get in a, like a flow. Because that's what happened to Russ last year. He never got in a flow, and that kind of messed up their season. So like be patient with Dak. I think Cooper can be solid. You know, like especially with Micah Parsons, like just just like being a monster on that defensive end. Um. The Cowboys should be fine. Yeah, and at this point, like they they they're up, like uh, they have like a divisional win too against the Giants. Yeah. So like, there's no reason like they'll be fine in the playoff picture, even if they lose some games and like he comes back, like they'll still have a good chance. I think it's more worth to get him uh, like healed up. But I mean, Mark Micah Parsons and like Trayvon Diggs, man, like they make such a huge. They actually have like a pretty big impact on this team because like the pressure like Micah Parsons puts on the quarterback is like insane. Like he didn't have any sacks this game. But it's just like the general idea of him, like just like like offensive lines have to pay attention. To yeah. Him. And like Trayvon Diggs, like that pick that he had to like seal the game was insane, man. He caught it like right off the ground. Um, like they just make plays, uh, and they're like a pretty, like they're like a decent team. I, I have to give them credit because I, I agree. I thought they would be out of it with like I didn't think their offense would be like as good, but like it's been enough to win with a backup quarterback. So they must be doing something right. <laughs> like. Um, on the Giants, we can go into like the Giants. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no I was just saying on the Giants and like Saquon's back, bro. Like, he looks good. Yeah, he's yeah. Saquon looks good, man. I agree. Uh, he had fourteen for eighty-one, one touchdown, and like a thirty-six yard. Like he he looks good. 
his longs for 36 yards. Yeah, that, that, that big um, touchdown he had looked like looked really good. He, he looked good. He looked fresh. He looked like you know, like he looked prime Saquon again. I guess whatever prime means, but in the sense. Yeah, and like Daniel Jones, like I, I don't know what to do with him. Like I feel like it feels like he always has these games where he just like doesn't like I don't know. He can't like finish play like finish drives by like getting touchdowns. Like he always just does like something like weird or like that looks kind of dumb, and he throws like a pick and like takes a sack or something. So I don't know. Like I mean, like to to be fair, they're still two and one with him as the quarterback. Um. And like I don't know, Sterling Shepard, that sucks for them because he he was playing really really well for yeah. them. And like I don't know, that could hurt them in the future. I think he tore his ACL and he's out for the yep. year. Actually. He's out for the year, yeah. So that, that's a bummer for them. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, they had some good energy going. Like this game, like I, it feels like they should have had it, uh, or like at least had a chance. But like I think it was tied, and then the Cowboys just went off on their like ten three on like a ten. I think the Giants might have kicked a field goal in the fourth, but like they had, they were in this game until the very end, um, and they just lost it. So we'll see how they rebound from. But this, but this is but what's different with still not like the end of the world. This is different between like Giants of like now and Giants of like the past. I feel like even with Cooper as a quarterback, this is a game where they lose like uh, twenty six to six or something like that, right? So like the fact that they yeah exactly able to put up a fight is very impressive. And then what's the real test is next week you have a home game versus Chicago. Like the Giants have passed, they lose a game like this, and then they just let it like a domino effect fall down. So if you're like a very good team, I mean, if you're a good team like you say you are, and like you have proven to be, you should go out in week four and go win that game against Chicago at home. You know, and that's the game you bounce back. You go up, you go up three one, and then you're back right right back into it. So like so so we'll see what they're made of. We'll see if the Giants were just a fluke to begin the year, if they're like they're actually they're actually what they say they are. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, so now we can go back up to the games that we didn't talk about. Uh, uh, which one do you want to do out of these three left? Or actually four we have left. Uh, let's do uh, Lions-Vikings. Oh, yeah, Lions-Vikings. Uh, so I guess the Vikings... Yeah, the, the Lions, man, they're competitive, dude. Told you, uh, man. We talked yeah. about it. Like, There's some dogs there. <laughs> uh. Like, yeah, their team, like, is just really, like, competitive, especially offensively, too. Like, Jared Goff, like, I think we talked about it in the playoffs. Like, he doesn't go crazy. But, like, in the regular season, he's fine. Like, he's a serviceable quarterback. And this game, like, Jamal Williams had 20 carries, 87 yards. DeAndre Swift seemed to have a little bit less of a day. I don't know exactly why. Like, I would like to see him probably get more involved. I think Amon Ra had, like, an injury, and then he came back or something. But again, they have like these random receivers. Like Josh Reynolds, like went off this game six for ninety six. Like DJ Chark, three for forty six. Like they're getting co- contributions from a lot of different places on offense, and it helps them to be competitive. Uh, and then, like I don't know, on the Vikings side, like they played fine. Uh, I think like this is the game where they actually got a decent amount from uh, like Dalvin Cook, which helped them win the game. They they got a lot from their running game uh, this week. Why does he wear number four? That's so weird. He just yeah, I don't know. He looked really weird when he scored. I was like, "Who the hell is this?" I, 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 I know what happened last year. Like, I, I think I got used to like like random players changing the numbers, but I feel like Dalvin Cook is like the, like the biggest change. I don't know why. I just cannot get used to it. Like everyone else, I was like used to it after two weeks, but I don't know. Thirty three to four is just a huge difference. I don't know. Like a running back being like a solid like a, a single number is just weird to me. 
Um, no, yeah, yeah, I like what's interesting in this game was like the Lions like basically had like they had the lead, they had the lead into the fourth quarter, 24-21, and then they drove down the field with like 114 left. So it's fourth and four at Minnesota's 36, and they went for the 54-yard field goal. I think as an up-and-coming team, as a young team, you have to go for it there. Like you go for it there, and like and, and, and worst case you don't get it. Okay, but at least the ball isn't where your kicker is. At least the ball is just where the down where the line of scrimmage is, right? But now, now since you missed the field goal, the ball is all the way like the, the kicker was. So now you lost a chance. So I think you, you should have gone for it. Probably if you go for it, you probably win that game. If if you get it or you don't, you know. Um, so these are just like games where like the line just like like if you want to be a good team, if you want to be a team that's respected. You have to win games like this. You have to. Like, you can't just beat the commanders and like and like boast yourself. You have to win a game where it's like, all right, you had a lead, they made the comeback, and you have a chance to win, and then you fumble the bag like this. So, uh, yeah, I agree. And then the games where like these guys are like you know stepping up, uh, like like the games where these guys are like you know like or at least like sorry these teams that are stepping up like the Lions, the Giants, like they'll come across moments like this, and it's about like how much can you learn yeah. from this and get better. Um, but yeah, I mean the Vikings like they just ran the ball over like seventeen for ninety six. Dalvin Cook one, one touchdown. Alexander Madison seven twenty eight. He also had a touchdown. Like they didn't even need anything from Justin Jefferson. He had like three catches for fourteen yards. Um, Thielen actually had a pretty good game six for sixty one. Uh, but yeah, I mean other than that, uh, this is this is not a primetime game. This is Sunday at one p.m. So you know that's this is where Kirk does best. So he made that play. He made that play to <laughs> KJ Osborne at the end. That play does not happen on a primetime game, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night, Monday night football, or maybe even a Sunday night 4 p.m. game. But since it's Sunday at 1, 12 o'clock Minnesota time, it, by the time he made that throw, it was like 2.45, 2.50 Minnesota time. Kirk doesn't feel the pressure. He made that throw beautifully, and then they won the game. I'm telling you, man, it's this weird dilemma with Kirk. But uh, I don't know. Next week, we're going to London. So does that mean it's prime time or what? Does that count? Who the yeah, Vikings? Yeah, they're I don't playing know. the Saints at. Oh, the London games are starting. Yeah, That's they're playing actually. the they're playing the Saints um at nine thirty a.m. Eastern time. So obviously, like whatever. That's so stank. Two thirty. Two thirty London kind of time. So if it's two thirty London time, I don't know. It's not still not prime time in London. It's not prime time in. A... It depends on if his uh jet lag adjusts and he thinks he's like one p.m. again. You know. So okay, wait. His his jet lag could make him think he's in a prime time. Uh, though, no, no, issue, right? His jet lag will put him five hours behind. Because if the game starts at two thirty p.m. Uh, London time, he'll he'll be six hours behind. So so he'll feel like his eight thirty a.m. Minnesota time. So I mean that's not prime time. So maybe he'll be good. He'll just wake up. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, if the game is a little later and it starts hitting like I don't know like four o'clock Minnesota time, that's not gonna be good. So yeah, they they should win the game next week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next up, we can go to Bills Dolphins. Uh, I mean, this was like a—I don't know. Again, I thought this was going to be an insanely high-scoring game. Like, there hasn't been that many like insanely high-scoring games yet. I don't know if it's like the offenses are like rusty, but dude, like some of the stats from this game is bonkers. Like, so the Bills. Okay, so Josh Allen, sixty-three passing attempts, forty-two completions, four hundred yards. Two touchdowns. They scored 19 points in this game. <laughs> Again, like they barely have any semblance of a rush game. They the, re- the other running backs not named Josh Allen. 13 carries for 59 yards. 
that's it. This is the uh, issue that I said earlier, bro. Like, if you're if you're just so obvious with the past, they'll just let you like stand there and pass. You know, it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. They'll just play coverage and just make your guy run around and do all this other sh- like crazy shit. And like the stats will go crazy, but like you won't score that much. And like I don't know, t- this game was actually like I thought like I think Tua got hurt or something, and then like he like was walking like all wobbly and stuff. And he came back. He came back into the game though, but he only was thirteen for eighteen. 186 yards and one touchdown, and they won the game. <laughs> uh, like Chase Edmonds scored twice, uh, six carries, 21 yards. That's why running the ball matters here. Uh, they didn't get much from Tyreek. It was actually Jalen Waddle that carried this game. He had four catches, 102 yards. Um, it was a pretty weird game, but like the Miami defense is for real, and they kept the Bills' offense in check for sure. 40 minutes of time of possession versus 20, and they lost his game. Holy shit. 41 minutes. Yeah, you're right. That means he's just running around doing yeah. nothing. He's literally just running around doing yeah. nothing. Oh, my God. It, they had three fumbles on him. Four, they four, they forced four fumbles, too. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Three fumbles on Josh Allen. Okay. So, I will say the Micah Hyde. It was Micah Hyde, right? The, that injury. So, that injury is going to be huge for them going forward. Like, um, the... Yeah, and uh, Jordan Poyer. There are other safeties out, too. So, actually. breaking news, they just signed uh, Xavier Rhodes. I think he was a former Dolphin. So, like, th- that should help. Xavier Rhodes? Yeah. Now, he's like the Vikings uh, and Colts guy. Was it on the, Isn't he was it on the Dolphins? No, I don't think so. Oh, am I thinking of Xavier Howard? Yeah, it's probably that, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're thinking Xavier. I think of Xavier Howard. He's already on that yeah, team. Yeah. Oh yeah, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mikeings and Colts. Yeah, so so he's. I mean, whatever. He's he's better than what they have what they had before. So I mean, that should help. I mean, he should be pretty good in this scheme. But that's going to be a big loss for them losing Micah Hyde, and then later have Jordan Poirier this game. He's like a corner though. Why did they don't they need I don't safety? Maybe move him around. I don't know how this works. Um, no, but I, nah, no way. No, no, but, but we'll see. I'll yeah. just say because uh, even though we're talking about that. It, it wasn't their defense that lost him this game. Like holding the Dolphins to twenty points is fine, but it was their offense. Yeah, yeah, their defense and offense. Fine. That, yeah, like, I agree. If if you told someone Josh has to throw the ball 400 times, they're gonna have the ball for forty minutes. Like they're putting up thirty points easily. Like they did last week, forty-one points. But this, like you said, you've been saying this to me all year. This defense, Miami defense is good. It's not just their secondary; it's their front seven too. Are they able to? Get yeah, out on Josh. Yeah, they go Allen, like it's crazy, bro. Like they're really good front seven. Like the Dolphins are good, man. And like I said last week with Tua, like Tua is not exceptional. Like he's not amazing. He's like Tony Parker. He just does his job. Doesn't makes the throws what he needs to do. You know, and and, and the rest of the, the rest of it is just the playmakers just making plays. You know, and like so, like if you think about it, like the the Dolphins, the first touchdown was literally it was it was. The, Bit of fumble in like their own like five yard line. So then like obviously Jay runs it in, and then and then they bounce back with a solid touchdown. They have a good drive, and then their then then their other touchdown was just like a deep ball to Jalen Waddle. So like their offense wasn't even doing much, but they just did just enough to get the job done because like their defense was like doing such a good job of holding down the Bills. Um, did you see like the end of the game how it ended with the? Like butt fumble thing or whatever, or not butt fumble, like butt. Oh butt yeah, kick, that was insane, whatever. man. I think I don't know how they did that and won the game. Like that, that that's where my mind is blown. <laughs> yeah, so that's so they didn't have any timeouts, right? So they had the ball, and then like I think Allen threw to Isaiah McKenzie with like twelve seconds left. So this is what you have to know as as a veteran. 
Oh yeah, I remember that. They couldn't spike yeah. it, right? They didn't have time to spike and get and, a field and, goal. And the try. problem was he was trying to run to go out of bounds and he realized he couldn't. So then like he like went down and then like he lost six seconds from doing that. As a that second you catch that ball, like maybe make go one or two yards and go down. But he was trying to make it make all the way to the end zone. I mean all the way to the uh, out of bounds line. And you can't do that. You have to know what's what, what's going on, like the like the like like the, how much time is left or whatever. So yeah, obviously like like he didn't go down in time, and like by, by, the, by the time he finally went down, there was seven seconds, and you can't get everyone to the line in seven seconds. So I don't know. That's also on him. That's also on the play call of like all right, like Al, you can't get it. Just throw the ball out. Like you need to at least get to like, at least throw to someone who can get get you down to the end, on the sideline. But he threw it down to the middle of the field. But that's where the Miami front seven was like they're putting pressure on him, so he had no choice. So like, even though they had like that weird punt, butt fumble, whatever, whatever you want to call it, a bunt, whatever you want to call it, uh, they still ended up winning the game because that defense is crazy. Yeah, I agree. No, it was a pretty good showing. They're they're good, they're good uh, by bro. their team. They're, they look like one of the better teams right they're now. They're good, and I have to say they're they're good. I mean, I think I still think the Bills are going to win a division and Dolphins are number two, but I think both these teams should easily make the playoffs. I mean, I think Dolphins should make the playoffs at least five, six, seven seed as a wild card. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so I, there's only two games left. Do you want to go to mine or yours? I mean, yours is more fun, so I'll do mine first. <sighs> All right, good. Yeah. Uh, so Ravens and Patriots. Honestly, no, I want to give my thoughts on this game, bro. Honestly, like, I was pretty optimistic on the Patriots. Like, I know they lost the game, but, like, I think it was pretty encouraging because, like, it just looked like they opened up the offense. Like they had like a like they had like a lot of big plays this game. Uh like they really opened up the offense. And we were talking about it. Like you said, like, oh yeah, they want to get De- they should get Devontae Parker more involved. He was like five catches, 156, like long for 40 yards. Um, like Kendrick Bourne, four for fifty-eight, Nelson Aguilar, two for forty-one. Like it just seemed like they had a lot more bigger plays to me in this game. And like it was it, and they were like deep, like throwing like I know they couldn't keep up with like the Ravens like offense because like Lamar is like not a human, but like it was encouraging at least. Like I never thought like the Patriots could open up the offense like this. And like even though I know Mac Jones like it doesn't look good on the box score like twenty two for thirty two three twenty one yards three picks, but like they still had like a bunch of like big passing plays and like probably they weren't expected to win this game anyways. It's so, like at least like they showed some life and like they actually had a pretty good chance of winning the game like until like the end i guess until towards the end but like it was pretty close up until that point uh and they showed life on offense which i liked okay so maybe i don't know if i, I agree with you i just think this more shows how bad that ravens defense is because like we saw the patriots offense in the first two games and I, I don't know if this is considered opening up like yeah like mac jones is making better plays and like smarter throws Except for, those, except for those three picks, but I just think that like the the Ravens defense isn't as good as it seems. Because I mean, it's either that or the Steelers and Dolphins defense is really really good, right? Because like I don't know, I just feel like their their, their talent really isn't there. Like I know Devonte five for one fifty six, but that's not sustainable, you know. And like there, there's a lot of like I've been complaining about this for a year and a half now. It's a lot of situations where it's third and nine and they call a halfback screen. Or halfback run, like it's still the same situation that happened again this game. You know, you're just playing like a weaker defense that that, that just like just let, let it happen. Like yeah, so yeah, you're right. They were in the game. They had to lead a lot of chances. They had a chance to like like there was 31-26, and then Mac Jones found Aguilar down the middle, and he was literally they probably would have scored a touchdown on that drive, and then he fumbles the ball. So like it was just their own mistakes. But I don't know if I see 
I don't know if I see any optimism. I mean, obviously now like Mac Jones is pretty much done for most of the year, so like the season's pretty. What you think? I, mean, so? high, I thought it was just like a high angle you know, sprain. But, but I mean, from basketball, you know how bad high angle sprains are. That's at least six weeks. That's what kept LeBron out right for that long. So six weeks, right? at least six weeks. So you're out half the season. So I mean, like, the season's basically over at that point. Like it's not, you know. So yeah, and it sucked because I think like he got hurt on some play. Like they couldn't have even last won play the, the game, game. Right? Like last play. It was the last play of the game. It, you know. Yeah. There was no. There was no point. Yeah. yeah. Like, they should have just, like, run the ball or some shit, right? Like, I don't think they could have won at that point, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, no, they, they were down 11, so they, they didn't really have a chance. So, I mean, but, again, this is, like, fluky plays and, like, some he got his ankle rolled up underneath someone. So, like, yeah, Mac looked. Yeah, he, that's he, I've been defending Mac for, like, a long time. He looked fine. But then there's just some plays, like, bro, you're down five in the red zone, third and six. The pressure's coming at you. Throw the ball away and actually throw the ball away. Don't just lob it up into the end zone. And then that's where the pick comes. Like you don't do stuff like that. Yeah, that's where his picks yeah, come, yeah, right? Yeah. It's always just like lob it up, like hope for the best. Like you have to learn as like a quarterback. You cannot do that. Just throw the ball away and just take the field goal. And like like it's simple stuff like that. Everything else, he looks fine. Like he's making right reads. He's knowing he's choosing out. He's choosing when to run. You know. But it's like stuff like that that like makes you look really bad. And like that's where I can praise Tua and Jalen. We're like this is competition because I can because. They're all Alabama QBs and like all in the same era. But Tua and Jalen, they've had a good job of like, okay, if it's not there, then we throw. They learned that. Mac hasn't learned that, and maybe they have had an extra year longer than him. But still, like this is your second year, you gotta learn how to just like you know, like get rid of the ball. So that's my issue with it. So I mean, now he he won't be able to fix that until like later on in the season. Yeah, the, I think that's why it sucks though, because like you want to see him develop that like throughout throughout the season, and now like. He'll miss, like, definitely, like, yeah, you're right. Like, probably four or five games at least. Um, yeah. And he'll be out for a while. Damn. So, I mean. That sucks. I mean, it's not like anyone had any expectations for this team. Like, they were going to be a three, like a third or fourth in the division anyways. This is more about developing Mac. So, now you can't even develop when it comes down to. So, like, I don't know. You just look forward to the next season. Like, I'm just mad as, like, like, after last year, they had they were, they were had the one seed for, like, a week. They were, like, all on this dominant stretch of just beating teams who were injured. So, everyone gassed them up. But, like, in reality, they weren't even as good as they seem. And, like, now it's kind of showing. So, it's kind of an issue with just, like, Belichick. Why are you signing guys like Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, like, Kendrick Bourne, all these big names? Just, like, let your young guys develop. Just play everyone young and, like, just have a full rebuild. Yeah, like do like some sort of NBA tank. Yeah, you just, just, just have a full rebuild. Like guys. honestly, I don't want Belichick as coach anymore. He's the greatest coach of all time. He's a great coach. I have so much respect for him. But what is he doing? Like, like it's the same as Popovich. Like, if you're a Spurs fan, do you really want Popovich as your coach anymore? Like, what is he leading you to? You know, like we've talked about this before. Like, just have a higher new coach and just restart. And it's just gonna be so hard to get rid of Belichick until he wants to leave on his own terms. You know, like they're not gonna be good for a while, man. Like, they're, they're just like. Max out for this year. You have a bunch of veteran free agents that you, that aren't going to help this team. You know, like that. that. Yeah, I, I never understood that whole veteran free agent spending. Like they never done that before either. Like why now? Out of all the times, like they they choose to splurge. Yeah. So like, I don't like the like the direction this team is going in. You know. So like now we have tickets to this game to watch Brian Hoyer. Ah, why did we I buy tickets for that game, bro? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. I guess we'll go and watch Brian Hoyer beat the Colts. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, right. I, why don't you give the Bailey Zapp a chance? Like, that's like their third string guy. At that point, it's like, stop playing. This is my issue. We talked about this last week. Stop playing these veteran quarterbacks. Just go with the young guy every single time. 
And maybe Bailey Zapp was going to be your Tom Brady to Drew Bledsoe. Who knows? Just fed up with this shit. But okay, but as far as as far as the Ravens go, you know, it, 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 if Lamar didn't, if Lamar wasn't as good as he is, I think Jalen Hurts is your MVP. But like Lamar, you can't even like deny what he's doing. He's yeah, dude, he's, he's insane. insane, bro. Like 218 yards passing, and then like I think what how much like 107 yards rushing. But he was just dominating the game. They could not get him down. Like like he's the way the way that offense looks. Like he looks so smooth. Mark Andrews is a beast. Like easily the second best tight end. I think he's the best offensive player, bro. Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like, I, I, when he's not injured and when he's like right, he looks so good. He plays so good, you know. And like people, they've yeah. always knocked him on his passing, but it's fine. Honestly, it's like it's serviceable. And bro, he has never had the receiving talent that like Josh Allen or Patrick he still doesn't. Mahomes he still had. doesn't. He doesn't have anyway. He still doesn't. Yeah. He just like makes up for it with his legs. I think he's the best no, offensive no, no. player. Man. Okay, like, I guess you can argue that like Mark Andrews is better than like anything Josh Allen has on that front, like a tight end front. Like I think. I mean, obviously, like, Mahomes has Kelsey, so I think Mark Andrews is, like, the second-best tight end. But as far as receivers go, Bateman, Duvernay, like, are you, like he's throwing to his fullback once or twice a game. Yeah, bro, nah. I think, like, Gabe Davis or whatever is better than Bateman and Duvernay. Like, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I'm saying, like, even his second, like, receiver is, like, not as good. I mean, Hollywood Brown was, like, fine. Like, I think he was, like, comparable to Gabe Davis. <laughs> Now he's not here either. I mean, if he didn't drop the ball every other target, yeah, he was fine. But I mean, he just looks—he just looks more yeah. comfortable with Kyler. Who knows why? But yeah, nah, the, uh, Lamar looks yeah, great, man. Know. Like you cannot get him down. Like he just knows how to escape the pressure. He looks so much more developed than his like, like his first two seasons. Like, uh, the Ravens are a threat, man. I mean, their offense is like their offense will be fine. It'll get better. But like that defense. They could win that division, bro. They could win that division. I mean, straight up. with that defense, that defense is an issue. Like, it's not the old Ravens defense of the past. Like, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty yeah. scary defense. But I don't think the Bengals defense is gonna hold Lamar either. No, no. But I, I, I'm just saying in general. Like, I know like the Dolphins like a pretty good offense and they play the Jets, but like I don't know. You cannot you can't have Mac Jones and Kendrick Bournes like pretty much shredding your defense. Like they like they shredded that defense. It wasn't a good look on that. That end at all, and like I don't know, we've always known the Ravens to have good defenses over the years. So like it's kind of like end out. What's his name? Uh, who's the coach's name? Uh, John Harbaugh to have a like, good defense over the years, right? So this is kind of like scary for me, like on the Ravens front. But um, also uh, interesting. You know, this is the Ravens' first win in New England in the regular season. Damn! Yeah. Really? That's yeah. crazy. What the fuck? They've only wow. won in New England twice in the playoffs, and like obviously they've lost every single time in New England. So like, that, and and I, I guess it kind of makes sense because like I guess the Ravens were like founded slash like like good when Bill Belichick was like a coach of the Patriots. So, but still, that is pretty impressive because they play each other like at least every two years or so. So, yeah, that is insane. Wow, nice. All right, let's go on to the last game. Uh. Chiefs at Colts. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't even know how to describe like it was a very weird game. Uh like the Colts came away with the upset at like one, one and one. And the funny thing is, like we were like everyone is saying like upset everywhere. It's not upset, but where I... well, like, but if the Colts like if they know I mean if they didn't have like just two like terrible performances like week one and two, like no one would be even saying it's an upset. Like going into week th- like if you're just looking at the regular season, like no one would be like, Oh yeah, if the Colts win here, it's like an upset. Um, but yeah, I mean, they finally showed some life, which is like really good on their part, I would say. 
Um, like it was like a good bounce back from the uh, like terrible performance at Jacksonville. I don't know why. It's like the, yeah, you're right. It's like they're Miami. They just can't win there. Um, but I mean, like this game, like you saw signs of life from like units that should have been their strengths, right? Uh, like as, particularly on the defense, man. Like their defense was crazy. Like I saw some stat where Patrick Mahomes was pressured on like 38 percent of his dropbacks. So this is kind of like it doesn't look like it like stat wise. But, like, it's kind of, like, the same thing that we saw with Josh Allen in Miami where he's, like, just running around for his life, like, trying to make something happen. And, like, they just, like, maybe complete passes, but they, like, don't really score. Yeah. Like, 35 pass attempts for Mahomes, like, 262 yards, um, one touchdown, one pick. Actually, his first interception of the year. And, like, dude, just look at – dude, look at the running backs, man. Just look at the carries that they had. Like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, like, went into this game – uh, with the highest like yards per carry, uh, and this game he had seven carries for zero yards. But but <laughs> like, that's but OD. he had a touchdown. Yeah, I don't even. I, I actually don't understand that. I mean, how? I, I, no, it, it, it makes sense, I guess. Oh, like he had the one yard, and they stopped him for lo- loss, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 it probably just cancels out over the seven carries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that I mean, I think like for the Colts, like, and they, I think like another thing is like they showed life in their like, re, like their receivers showed life. Like Pittman is Pittman, man. Like he'll do his thing. He'll have like eight to ten catches a game, like seventy to hundred yards. Like he, he's consistent. I think I think he can be consistent in that. But like Alec Pierce is three for sixty-one. He had like some huge plays. Like it doesn't look like that much. Like the catches he had were like so significant at yeah. the time, and like he gives them an element that like they haven't really had. And, like, I know you particularly have been saying, like, the Colts need to have, like, some tight end type guy. And, like, their rookie tight end, Jelani Woods. He's two catches, up. 13 yards, two touchdowns, yep. man. Um, That's all you have to say about the Colts? I thought you had to say, about, so say, so you had to say more. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to, like, give you a chance to speak before I talk okay, more. So, all right, so you know how I've been high on the Colts all year and, like, going to championship game and all that like i'm really high on the coast and like they kind of got like kind of got screwed over so yeah i was kind of like surprised at how many people were saying upset 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 because like i don't know for me like even in my like i i would have picked the coast to win this i told you this last week i said the Colts are gonna win this i didn't have any doubts about this at all but honestly the colts got very 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 lucky like uh, like the chiefs is the, yeah, the Chiefs just gave up points. Like, first it was uh, first their special teams they couldn't get the, the they couldn't get the um punt their special team's so bad, yeah, dude. So the first, they couldn't get the punt. So then that's seven points the Colts get right off that. And then I think uh, they missed the field goal, right? Uh, and then they all, and then they, yeah. they, I think they had a, they messed up a fake field goal. Like they tried to go for like a fake field goal uh, or like fake punt. And then like they missed, they didn't get it. I think it was a fake yeah, field yeah. goal. Actually. It was a fake field goal. And, and they weren't able to get that because it was like fourth and 11. Like, that was so weird for like Andy Reid to even try that to go for it, just to get the field goal. But I mean, they just cut the guy. So now Bucker's back, that means. So they should be better on that front. So they don't have to be worried about like in that middle zone of like whether to go for it or not. Just give it to Bucker. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like there was, and, and they missed an extra point on the touchdown. So that's like seven points just easily just given to the Colts. No, sorry, seven plus three plus four. So 11 points the Colts got for free, right? So like this is just like the yeah. Chiefs like messing up 
All right. And I feel like, I don't know, uh, this is what we were saying before. Like, it's so easy to defend these quarterbacks when there is no run game pressure. Like, you just have, we just put them in coverage and make them throw. And that's what happens to Mahomes. Like, they're not. Yeah. You have to pressure them too, though. Like, you can't blitz. Like, I think the issue with Mahomes is like, if you blitz, he'll pick you apart. Like, the Colts were able to get pass rush from like just like their four guys, which is like something we haven't seen for and the this Colts. This is in, like, a game a while. where Tyreek Hill makes a difference. This is where his speed makes the impact on the game. Like, th- th- this is exactly those moments where, like, you need a Tyreek Hill so you don't lose these games. Like, th- exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do, I definitely do think the Colts got lucky. I mean, the main, like, issue for the Colts is, like, their offensive line is just, like, super trash. Like, I know, like, Matt Ryan has had, like, some fumbling issues, and, like, that's on him. Like, he has to yeah. fix that. But, like, literally, like, from my observations, like, Whenever they protected him, like he looked good, like he made throws on time, accurate. Like you just gotta give him some time. And like the main thing I realized is like the Colts' offensive line being mid is like inhibiting their whole offense because like if the offensive line is mid, like they can't get Jonathan Taylor going. And like if they don't get Jonathan Taylor going and like they don't sustain long drives, then they don't get Naheem Hines involved in like the run game and the pass game and like all this cute shit. And it's, like, the same thing for, like, the receivers, like, and they're, like, trick, like, the more, like, complicated plays and, like, like, in order to get to, like, the complicated, like, trick plays on your offense that, like, do, like, a lot of scheming, like, you have to sustain long drives. And you can't do that if your line is just giving up sacks and, like, causing Matt Ryan to get hit from the blind side and he's, like, fumbling the ball. Like, that's the only way, like, this team is going to evolve. And, like, I think their issues are just, like, communication. But, like, it doesn't make sense for, like, a veteran offensive line. Like, they have, a everyone on there is like a veteran like it's not like they're starting rookies like those guys should be able to figure it out and like i don't know if they don't figure it out then like this team is screwed but like the hope is like those guys can figure that out and like i guess the one like good thing is that last drive that like they scored like they did a good job and like matt ryan looked really good on that last drive but you're right like the main thing like for the colts like they pretty much only had like well they had like okay those two field goal drives were good and that last touchdown drive was good but other than that, they didn't get anything on offense. And, like, I don't know, 13 points is not good enough to win an NFL game. Like, they are just lucky their defense played lights out, in my opinion. Like, how is your offense relying so heavily on your first two draft picks this year? Like, it shouldn't be the case. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because th- if the line can't block, like, Jonathan Taylor can't get going, yeah. man. Again, it's like, the, parrot, it's like the, the thing that sucks about having your best player be your running back. Like, you need the line to, like, do well. And, like, to be fair, the Chiefs, like, have, like, some good players there. Like, Chris Jones is really good. Like, he's not I think bad. the Chiefs defense um, is actually, like, pretty solid. It's not, like, no Bucks defense, but it's, like, above average. Yeah, I was, I was actually surprised that, like, their defense is pretty, is, like, decent. It's better than it used to be, for sure. Yeah, that, that, I think even last year was pretty good. And I think that's what saved them throughout most of the season. I think, like, the year before wasn't as good. I think that was the issue. But the last two years has been, like, better, even though they don't have a Honey Badger. But yeah, I mean, this is a game where like the Chiefs are just like, I right, just like this kind of happens. You just kind of get like stuff goes against you, right? But then now they're going to Tampa, which they should win because like Tampa has no one on offense. But now the Colts play the Titans, which I know someone is going to this week, right? Yeah, that's gonna be hype. Uh, but I mean, for the Colts, it's a huge game, man. Like you, like if you beat the Titans here, then it shows like you're a different team. Like you're resilient. Like you've overcome whatever issues you had to start the season. Like, I don't think they'll be in the division lead because the Jaguars are still there. But, like, they'll be, like, tied or, like, second. uh, And they'll be in, like, a good spot with, like, 
a divisional win under their belt because right now they're all one and one in the division, right? So you want to get to like one, one and one in the division, I guess. Um, and like you want to give the Titans a loss too, so like they're like further back. Like I, I think they have to win to like show that they're a good team. Like if they lose, then it's just like, I mean, obviously they could still make the playoffs, but like it's kind of like they're back on the path of mediocre, like uh, being mediocre, right? Like that's what mediocre teams do. Like. They'll lose like some games and then they'll win some games that like they shouldn't have won. Like it just all, all ends up balancing out to be like an. It's probably so team, frustrating right? for you because there's so like, much talent on this roster. Yeah, and like the worst part is like it, it's not like it's like the talent that's like not performing yeah. right. Like if if it's like the receivers or like the tight ends that's like not doing well, it's like okay, I understand. Like that's literally a deficiency of our team. Like how can you blame the receivers when like the line doesn't even give time for Matt Ryan to block? Like, how can you even blame him for fumbling if, like, again, they're not giving him time to block? Like, some of it is on him, but, like, he, at some point, like, you have to protect them. Like, they, like if you look at all their pass blocking stats, like, they're towards the bottom of the league, man. And, like, sacks, sacks given up, pressures, QB hits, whatever you want to look at. So that has to be fixed, like, immediately. Like, you can't. Like, that's not what the plan is. I mean, are you, uh, are you, are you ready yeah. for the game? Are you excited? Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be fun. Uh. I mean, we went to Lucas Oil, like, last year for the Colts-Patriots. Like, I think Lucas Oil, like, when it's a good game, like, it seems to be get pretty popping. It's not going to be... Um, so, it'll be fun to catch a second It's not going to be three there. degrees like that day. At least you can have an actual tailgate. It won't be, like... It won't be... Oh, yeah. But it's at it's at 1 p.m., though. So, we have to be there by, like... We have to be there, like, early as shit. Like, probably get there at, like, 1130 Yeah, gonna go do the, uh, like... You just there for the game or you do other stuff in the city? No, I think we'll do some other stuff. Uh, we're, we'll be there from Friday and Saturday. Are they going to Michigan? Uh, yeah, we're, we're no, we're yeah, but we're gonna like we're only there for Thursday night. Oh, okay, and, and then on Friday, oh, okay, and Friday like morning, we're gonna drive to Indy. Make sure you go to the uh, barcade for me. The only barcade. Oh, that one <laughs> <Yeah>. barcade. <laughs> nah, bro. I don't. Know. I don't think we're going to no barcade. I mean, what else is there doing in Indy, bro? That barcade and the gun range. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we, we'll see. I mean, uh, like probably like some different like dinner spots or something. I don't, I don't know. I think it'll be chill. Um, but yeah, this podcast is actually super long, man. I think we gotta we gotta cut it here. <laughs> how does it every how does it go two hours every time? We even tried. We yeah, even tried I don't this know. Time. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week.